You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Hi, friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) We've been on, I've been on vacation. So Kate has had lots of time to read two very tiny books. I've read them like three times each. They're so good. Yeah, I've listened to them a couple times. They're very rereadable. Yes. And you get different stuff out of it every time you read it. Well, and I will say, I don't think sci-fi is my like easy read drama or genre. And so it was hard for me to listen and like really compute what was happening. So yeah. I really had to listen and read them simultaneously to get the the goods. And I was not, when you shared this book, I was not expecting it to be so funny. These books are hilarious. Murderbot is hysterical. They're really funny. He's like they're so a comedy dry. books. He's so dry. I know. I love it. Yes. Yeah. It, it is very, yeah. They are I was not, I, I literally like took notes because I was like, oh, I want to read that because it was the, my favorite part of the book is one of the funniest parts. Of it's the one book. of the few Kindle books I've spent time to highlight, like to actually put <laughs> highlights in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm Rachel. I'm Kate. Welcome to the Strange <laughs> and Beautiful Book Club. There, now I have a place <laughs> to put. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> now I have a place to put the little <laughs> The sound music, music which yeah. I, I like her sound. Just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's face sheet shatter. It's face sheet shatter. Oh, wait, let me go to my. Um... I commissioned it, so I guess it's mine. Yeah, yeah. on Fiverr? Yeah. I love that thing. Which my prompt was, I want it to sound like the opening credits from Lady Hawk and Enigma had a baby with the soundtrack from, <laughs> from <Enigma>. Labyrinth. <laughs> I love Enigma. My dad used to play Enigma and the last Mohican soundtrack all the time when I was little. They're good. They're so, aren't they I the had... ones that are like, I don't want to do it. The Return to Innocence? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know I was about to start singing. But yeah. I'm going to spare everybody. Um, So we started with All Systems Red. Yes. You, okay, so tell me about how you were introduced to these books and why you love them. Well, Matt read them. Okay. And he was like, you would really like these books. And I was like, meh. Usually when he tells me I'm going to really like these books, they're like... 500,000 pages, and it's just a bunch of dudes with swords that are a metaphor for their dick. You would really love the entire Wheel of Time series. (laughs) Just (laughs) walking around doing dude stuff. Like, Matt's go-to main character is the, like, morally gray cowboy dude bro who's better than everybody, smarter than everybody, the rules don't apply, and he just outsmarts, outwits, and outfights literally everyone and that's how he progresses the plot and i've pointed this out to him and he's like looks fine i have a type like yeah (laughs) i mean he loves it it's good it's there used to be a genre called male fiction it's a defunct genre obviously but it's a very male fiction 
archetype where you have this like the cowboy character. It's, the, it's um, what's his name? Uh, what was that guy that was famous? John Wayne. Louis Lamour. Oh, yeah, John Wayne. Who's, yeah, it's the John Wayne character. Who's Louis Lamour? Louis Lamour is like a famous Western writer, like a spaghetti Western. Well, he wrote books. Oh, okay, like, okay. Yeah. Um, but that's his go-to main character. Liam so you, Neeson, Clint Eastwood. Right. Yes. The you you know you know yeah the the whole John Wick the guy that, that whole genre John Wick oh Keanu yeah I mean I love John Wick too so yeah I can't be too mad about that one no. but I mean he's all doing it because of his like somebody killed his wife and his or his wife died and then somebody killed his puppy I mean as motivations <laughs> go I'm not mad I'm not mad at that motivation no but anyway when he recommended these books I thought no no I'm not gonna now. And then I went away uh, for a girls' weekend with a friend, and I was like, "Well, I'll give Murderbot a shot." So I read the first one, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit! I love Murderbot!" And I bought and read all the rest of them. Yeah, I um. Does your son have your phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just sent you a meme. It's okay. <laughs> It's a murderbot meme. Wow, you found a murderbot meme? There is not yeah. enough murderbot. Like, I was trying to find some yeah. good murderbot memes. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. I'll pass it over while I say this thing. Um, I, it, like, you can tell murderbot was written by a woman. Um, <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'll put it on the Instagram. I saw it. I'll send, I sent it to you. I found it on Reddit. There's a murder bot Reddit. I oh, okay. Reddit. So I was reading through it to see what other people were saying. And I was like, okay, great. We all agree. Yeah. <laughs> we're all saying the same things. But, um, oh my God, what were we just talking about? Martha Wells. Oh, right. Yeah. You can tell. I can tell. Or I could feel. I was like, this is written by a really funny, introverted woman. Or someone yeah. who understands that. She's she's our people. Like, she has published Star Wars novels. She has oh, published I, yeah. Stargate Atlantis novels. Yes. She is a huge nerd. But she knows how to write about the, like, she's so connected to humanity. I'm yeah. like, is this a robot or is this, like, a person? Right. I, like, unbelievably. Murderbot would hate it if you defined it as a person. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. He does not want, or they don't want to approach that at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. In fact, Murderbot actively tries to distance itself yeah. from the whole, which I'll use it because he uses yeah, or it, they, it. Everyone who refers to Murderbot uses it. Murderbot only ever refers to Murderbot as Murderbot, which yeah. that's it. That's its private name, which I love. Yeah. So well, <laughs> somebody outs, say, outs him. Outs. Garith, Garathin. Yeah. He outs, outs Murderbot's yeah. name and Murderbot's like, that was private. Like, that was private. That was private. Yeah, he's so angry. Yeah. That was private. Um, why don't you start us off um, with the, where we start? Well, you just start on like a regular job. So Murderbot is a security robot, a sec unit, um, which I love her naming convention. She keeps this kind of funky naming convention where she just chunks out words and sticks them together. So that sometimes it gets a little okay, now what is that again? And you have to kind of, yeah. because I, I also don't read a ton of sci-fi, so it's not like native. Or if I read a fantasy thing, I'm like, oh, okay, I can just 
Go along with it. I'll just slot that in. No problem. Um, (laughs) Feyre. But he's a sec unit. Right. Like security unit. It. I'm going to. It. Yeah. You got it. It is a sec. I said he, but. um, Eh, Well, there's some grace there. Yeah. I'm going to try. We're going to stick to. I'm going to try to stick to it for. For Murderbot. Um, So Murderbot is a sec unit, which I've said several times now. But it works as a like extension of the security system that I love all the corporations that they bond, like people will go on explorations. And so they hire, like they, they rent equipment. Yeah. And so they rent equipment from these huge corporations and they have to buy insurance on they every have to trip buy they insurance. go because the likelihood that they will, something will happen to them is very high. Right. And so they have to provide the, the, the company provides security, which the company is also listening to everything they do and data mining all of their stuff for information. So it's very um, relevant, timely. Per- yeah. Yeah. To where uh, nothing is private. Um, that's why they force them to take so much stuff is partly because they don't want to pay out that bond and also partly because they want to make money on the back end selling their proprietary information that they're able to glean just by listening to stuff that goes on in the hub. <laughs> and so sec unit has a governor module, which is supposed to um, regulate, his regulate behavior. his behavior. Um, it doesn't change their thoughts. It doesn't change. It, it doesn't restricts. make them less sentient. It just forces them to obey like a code of conduct. Yep. Like really strict boundaries. Which I think Mensa describes it as a hellish compromise because he, the sec units have to be smart enough to be able to do their job, but they're so smart, they require um, like corralling. They require a governor module to keep them from becoming murdering fully everybody. intellectual sentient beings. Right. Because they assume, whoever created them assumes that if we give them free will, they will be murdering yeah, crazy they robots. You can't are, have crazy robots running yeah, around. They're nearly indestructible. And he has, or it has guns built into its arms, which I love <laughs> the part where um, Gwathryn, Gwathryn? Gwathryn, yeah. Gwathryn is uh, provoking Sekun, it's provoking <laughs> Murderbot. And uh, it he, threatens says, him. he says, I could punish you just by looking at you. And Murderbot goes, yeah, probably up until the point where I remember I have guns built into my arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Menz is like, ha do you see? He threatened you and didn't actually provoke any violence. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's wild watching. Oh, well, you're the one that normally brings this up, but this is written in first-person past tense. Yes, yeah, because as we find out at the end of the first novella, it is a record. He's yes. recording this information. Yes. Yeah. And um, it is wild watching. He is so, the, the entire time, it is such this casual, humorous um, walkthrough of what is happen, happening. And so immediately it feels, even though they're building this world that is super sci-fi and there's all these terms, and I had a hard time listening to it when I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is just really funny. And it's immediately sarcastic yeah, and dry and self-aware and emotional. Yeah, very <laughs> much like, so. you're not a robot. And and two, so it's a clone, half clone, right? It's clone, yeah, cloned organic material, which is based off a person. It's it's like a gen. They take a genetic 
makeup, but he wasn't a person. Like he, right? But he is. It wasn't a person. It was always just cloned material and uh, robot. And they clone them from different beings, so they all look different. They all look slightly different, but they're all like the same height. They yeah, all have the same hair build. Yeah, yeah. yep. And um, I think so. We start on this planet, and we meet him. Meet it. Sorry. Yeah, and it, the first line from the very first line in the novel, you it strikes the tone. Yep. Yeah, which I read an interview with Martha Wells, and she said the first thing that came to her was like Murderbot's voice, Murderbot's like sarcastic, dry way that it sees the world. That was the first thing she thought of. It's almost like a a teenager that wants to live in its room. Yeah. That just leave me alone. Yeah. Like almost like Daria. He's tr- that when we first meet him, it's trying to figure out how to watch TV or stream music without anyone noticing because it's <laughs> bored and it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to put that much energy into doing its job. Right. It's good, so good and like competent. And that's the thing. It radiates competency. It's so good at its job that it can literally give like 10% towards its job. Yeah. And it says that. It's like, I'm lazy and I'm going to stand over here and watch my media. Yeah. I have never related to a character so much. Like, I just want to dissociate, like <laughs> dissociate all day long. Yeah. Like, same. Me too. <laughs> I will straight up be at the office in my back cubby, like reading a book at like I'm supposed to be doing real estate, which I do, but yeah. I'm also like reading a book or yeah. doing something else while I'm trying to. Anyways, totally relate to right. that. But we meet him. Her it. Sorry, um, that's really hard. It is. I can hard. do it. I can do it. Yeah. Um. Well, what what we're gonna do when we get to um Tay and Tur? Oh yeah, I love <laughs> it, and I love the way that gender is not. A, is not relevant oh in her God. books. Well, and it also, also the marriage units. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have been reading this book. They're all group Instead marriages. My f- group marriages, four kids. There's like yeah. perfectly normal. Yeah. No gender identity. Like gender identities are an entire spectrum and it's not like one or two. There's like four. And it took me five, several six. rereadings to get everybody's gender straight because Murderbot could give less of a shit. Yeah, he doesn't care. He, they don't care at they all. They don't care. It doesn't care at all what, what anybody's gender is at all. We get more of it later because it, um, like, will read everybody's feed tags because there's right. this, like, feed, which isn't explained, which I love. I love it when we just leave things The feeds? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Like, what does it, what does the feed look like to you? Because I have... I want to, I'll tell you what my, it looks like to me. Just like a continuous, like biofeedback interaction between everybody. In their head. In their heads. It's, yeah. To me, it's like, it's like a chat board. Right. It's like Instagram in your head. But they can hear each other's voices and people have to, he calls it sub vocalizer. It calls it sub vocalizing um, where uh, people will like speak without moving their lips, but he'll like see their jaws moving. And so it knows they're talking on the feed. We're going to, we're just going to, guys, we're going to try for it. I'm going to try for it, but like the, the books, I know I've read the, I've listened to the audiobooks. They're read by a guy. They are. So it's hard to And not. they, his physical features, its physical features are, are androgynous, but lean towards a male right. body type. Yeah. So, 
He doesn't have, it doesn't have any parts. It doesn't see itself as a gender. It doesn't want to. Right. In fact, there are units, comfort units, which he calls, it calls sex bots. Yeah. And he's a little judgy. He's a little, it's a little he, judgy. It's a lot judgy. <laughs> it's a lot judgy. It's a lot judgy. It yeah. does not like sex bots. I actually wrote that down that it's um, a little bit judgy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also has a lot of guilt and shame. Yeah. Like, where'd your guilt and shame come from? Come from who? I, I don't know if we're going to learn this, but I kind of want to know, like, who created them? Who developed them? Is there a reason why they're so dry and sarcastic? And what is special about this sec unit that yeah. is so good? Yeah. it's Well, she's not done. Martha Wells isn't done. Okay. So maybe she's we will got, get some of that. We've got a couple more coming. Okay. So hopefully we get a little bit more. A little answer to why it is such a it basically does the opposite of what so it it basically says it's naturally good yeah it and art oh okay so <laughs> i love art <laughs> trying trying to go in some sort of chronological okay, order yeah, yeah. stick so, to the first one. okay so we're starting off on this planet sec unit is doing its job we find out that it calls itself a murder bot yeah because he's hating himself itself all the time yeah well at some point in the past it did it murdered, it murdered 57 people yeah and, and it, it thinks it's his fault. It doesn't know why. It thinks that something happened with its governor module and that it killed all of its clients, so, which he has a certain attachment. It has a certain attachment to its clients. Unless they're total assholes, he does make at least, it does make at least like a 10% effort. 15. It, it's almost to try only to motivated to do its job, but it rationalizes all these other things. Yeah. But even because when it doesn't want to know, it cares. It does. It, but it so cares. Yeah, it, and it cares a lot. Yeah, and it cares with. After it, it literally it kills fifty seven people, and its response to that is, "Well, I don't trust the people who built me, so I need to undo what they did so that I can control myself better." Yeah, to be a better, sec unit. Right. So we're on this planet. We're, we get this description of this like kind of tropical foresty kind of thing. There's all these craters and then there's two scientists on this team yeah. that he has been charged with guarding and their names, I wrote them down, <laughs> are Baradway, Baradwaj? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Read and it, and so. Valescu. Yeah. So we'll call them VMB. Yeah. So VMB are like, Getting their scientists. They're, they're getting samples. They're, get, they're actually yeah. really, really good people too. Um, yeah. And they're getting samples, and all of a sudden there's a giant explosion. Which and I pictured like from Tremors. I pictured the worm from Dune. <laughs> okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> so you pictured a graboid. Yeah. <laughs> and I pictured, wait, what's the like spiritual name for the, the oh, Dune? Shai Halud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I pictured that because <clears throat> when he said he was in its mouth, and it, its arm got all messed up. Yeah, so grab, a cilia. He's like, is, is, or a is cilia, it a cilia? What is that? Is that yeah. a tooth? He's like, it's watching the replay in its own mind of yeah. what happened. Like, what did I do? Yeah, which it, it constantly is more comfortable watching what's happening from a security camera than yeah. its own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Yeah, so you shot Halud or the Graboid come, and then all of a sudden, immediately jumps on it. We have... Normally, the um, 
sec units are connected to the hub unit. Yeah, the like sub sex, the hub sex sec system or whatever, the hub security system, which is connected to the habitat, right? Right. And then there's also the there's another system. The med unit. Yeah, there's a med system, there's a hub system, and there's a security system. And they're all kind of like interwoven together. Right. So yeah. he it immediately jumps on it, grabs V and B. B is like dying. Yeah. He's it can't drop her. Right. Because he it doesn't know what's gonna happen. Right. Immediately goes into savior mode. V is stunned. Yeah. And freaking out. In shock. And like cannot cope. <laughs> and what does our murder bot friend do? Well, he always has armor on, which it likes because it makes him, it makes it look like a robot, which it prefers to be thought of as a robot. So it can't calm the guy down with the robot face. So it retracts the helmet so that it, because it has a human face. Murderbot looks like a person, looks like a human. And so it uses that empathy to talk the guy out. And it doesn't realize until it watches the playback, but it like chats him up the whole way up the crater. So do you have any kids? Do you have any kids? He's like, oh shit. Did I really ask if, if he had kids? Straight up nurture self, like soothing this person in shock, which at one point, Dr. Menza, who is kind of the best yeah, and the leader um, of the science scientific team, um, points to the fact that it's not really trained to do that. Right. <laughs> Anyways. And it's so, like, oh, um, I uh uh I have a I have a module about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like it, it always comes up with these vague responses. It's like, well, it's security protocols. And then it's like, well, that that'll satisfy them. I don't know what that means, but they don't know either. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So and we, you know, the the science team, the scientists, they don't know at all that he's rogue, that he's disconnected from his governor. Yeah. And it's just automatically still doing all the things that they would have asked it to do. Yeah. So. Well, no one can know. Yeah, because then if, he'll get turned off. Yeah, he'll they'll, get disconnected. They'll get, what did he? What does he say? He says, um, "Oh shit." He says something like, <laughs> "I don't." Know. Yeah, it's it's. There's a moment. The part it. something about it's. Um, It'll be its organic parts and its robot parts will be separated, and one will go in the trash, and the other will go in the recycler. It's like I I won't survive it if yes. they find out that I have hacked my governor unit. I'm toast. Yeah, yeah. So it loses like twenty percent of its body mass. Everybody jumps onto these hoppers, which are like helicopters. Yeah, and they make it back. And the scientists, the scientist team, are like. That isn't a robot. That yeah, they're is... like, I didn't know it had a human face. Yeah. And Murderbot's like, I gotta go to my room. <laughs> Just goes yeah. to his room. Goes yeah. to his room. Goes to his room. Immediately plugs in to rebuild because they're indestructible. He's lost 20%. And Dr. Menza comes in and it's like, are you okay? <laughs> Which it's always super uncomfortable with. Yeah. Any human it's interaction. Like, uh yeah, I'm fine. And something in me is leaking or whatever. It's like, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> it hates it. It hates it when it's leaking, which to me, I'm like, is that like blood? Is I think it like it has bleeding? blood and fluid. It has well, like blood so and gross. like yeah. hydraulic, kind of hydraulic, robot fluid, I guess. Robot fluid. Yeah. Yeah. It refers to itself, it, its excretions as fluid, 
but it also mentions that it looks like blood. Um, Cause it does have organic parts. It has a brain. Yeah. It and has, part of it's, I, and I wanted to ask you about that. Like part of its brain is organic. Yeah. But the, it would have to be for it to have such a clear conscience. Yeah. Cause it has a conscience. Yeah. And it mentions that that's part of the problem with them is because they're too expensive to regrow and replace. But if they need their memory wiped, you can't wipe the organic parts. Yep. So, so it's traumatic. It. It's traumatic for them because they literally forcibly remove these memories from their organic brains, but they can't do it completely. So you always have this ghost of the memory. Yeah. 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 They're. I mean, they're not. The constructs are a lot. I. I think they are a lot more human than they realize. Because it's so, they don't ever, they're never rogue. Yeah. Well, they don't ever think about it. Yeah. Because and, they're just equipment. They're, and they don't, there's no representation. Right. <laughs> on the media, <laughs> on the media feeds, yeah. on the entertainment feeds. Um. So anyways, when he, when it wakes up and is healed. Yeah. It notices, it immediately starts watching the security cameras and it sees them all talking. And they're all like, why is this giant fauna on this planet? And we didn't know. And we didn't know. Like, that's not normal. Normally the company who bonded them. And is that when we learn that they're a political, t- that Dr. Menz is a politician? No, we don't find that out till later. Not much later. Much later because uh, Murderbots is like, well, why are they all after you? I mean... You're not that important, yeah. right? And they're like, didn't uh, you read the file? And he's like, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know who you are. I have they're not, like, don't I, you know who like, we are? Um, I didn't give a shit. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't fucking read it. He's yeah. like, I deleted it and I put more media in that spot. That's yeah. what I did. So we kind of get this like mystery. Yeah. And we're, they're trying to figure out like, why is this happening that we don't know about? And meanwhile, we're also getting this glimpse at Murderbot as he, as it refers to itself, um, and the way it hates interacting with everybody, yeah. like it just wants to go, like it ha- it wears an opaque helmet, yeah, and it's so uncomfortable without it. It feels so exposed, so vulnerable. Yeah. Can't stand it. And so it puts on like sweatpants and a hoodie, and goes into the room with them because they've summoned it, summoned it, and it knows it has to get there as soon as possible. And so it doesn't feel like it has time to get its armor. And as soon as it gets there, it's like, shit, I should have taken time to get my armor because <laughs> they're all looking at it. And it's so, it won't look at anybody. I think at one point he actually, it actually turns and goes in the corner and is like facing into the corner and is just watching everybody through the security cameras. Yep. And so they're discussing, do, do you think this was hacked? Is this deliberate? And so they do, they figure out that it was, and something they, is missing. Parts of the map are missing. And, like, this scientist team is from this place called... Preservation. Yes. And they are literally the most calm and liberal, I don't know a better way to say it. Yeah. Just open-minded academics that, where they come from, any sentient being or robot is a person. Yeah. And they immediately start treating... It like a person. Yeah. And it hates every fucking minute of it, it too. It can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> they ask it to stay. They're like, do you want to stay and hang out? <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, I didn't control my expression because it just looks horrified. And they're all like, well, I mean, but if you want to go, that's fine. 
And meanwhile, they're having these like sub like sub conversations that it doesn't know about where they're like, it's not ready. You have to be really gentle with it. You can tell that they've all like coached each other on how yeah. to talk to um Murderbot and how to address it and that it's not ready to learn or understand. It is not ready to be a it person. Can't hang yeah. It. No, it's it a little bit like Nesta at the beginning of Court of Silver. <laughs> it doesn't Flames. want respect. It can't hang right now. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell it any more than yeah. it needs to know. Yeah. 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 So then what's what do we learn? Oh, then they have to they're like they figure out that there's this map and yeah. there's all these pieces. There's missing pieces. Mrs. Some, Miss- something is missing. Information is missing from the file. Parts of the map are missing. So then they hop in the hopper, which I pictured like the hoppers from Dune. Oh, they'll help. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. And, and they look they, like uh, dragonflies. Right. Yeah. And then they hop over to one of the missing sections and take samples. And right. he spends the entire time keeping them from wandering into hazards because it's mal- their, not, their maps right. are malfunctioning, like nothing is working. And while they're in the hopper, the autopilot goes out. And luckily, Mensa's sitting right there and she just takes over control. But Sec, uh, sec unit's like, well, that's really strange that it went out. And also previously he mentioned when the giant creature came out of the crater, he it, got some kind of an abort command. But since he didn't have to follow it, he, he just... He didn't. He didn't. He just backburnered it, but he, is what he calls it. And, he, and it didn't even think about it. No. It was just like, yeah, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah, it figured it was a, like, some kind of miscommunication. Yeah, it's always giving things the benefit of the doubt. I love that it anthropomorphizes everything. All of the software it interacts with, everything. It gives it like feelings, thoughts, emotions. Names, really funny names. No matter how complex. uh, Eventually, this isn't really a spoiler, but he goes on a ship that is, it's just like the most basic of bot pilots. It literally is just enough information for it to take it from one place to the next and then from that place and back. That's it. And he names it ship. And he's like, I like ship. Ship's my friend. Ship's not complicated, but we don't have to talk because ship can't talk. Ship is so basic. Ship can't talk to him, but or talk to it. But um, Murderbot sees literally everything as like a sentient thing that it interacts with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine you would if you were an incredibly sentient like being. You're like if if someone told you that you were a square, but you yeah. were a circle your whole life, you would just assume that all squares were circles. Yeah, and so that's exactly how he views everything. Yeah, yeah, because he's so much more complex. Yeah, or like two D and three D, right? So like he's three D. Yeah, and he's been told his whole life he's two D. So of course he's gonna attribute right. those same qualities because he's thinking everybody's got to be this 3D yeah. thing. And that's one of the things I love about this book is on the surface, it the first time you read it through, it feels very, it's funny. He's funny. He's a funny character. There's sarcasm. There's action. There's stuff that happens. And it's interesting. And then the more you read it and the more you really dig into all of it, it is so, it's such a multi-leveled exploration of what it's like to be a conscious being that no one believes is a conscious being. Yeah. And how do you live in a world where you are literally not allowed to be you? You are expected to not be you. You are expected to be a robot. And you've spent your entire life being expected to be a robot. 
and nothing will, nothing is going to change that. There's literally nowhere you can go. But you're you, actually not really a robot. Right. I mean, you're part robot. And, yeah. they, and there's a really beautiful piece. And I think he says it in book one, or it says it in book one, where it's like, I am all, I'm a whole thing that's always confused. Right. He says, people think of my organic parts and my robot parts as discrete, when really I'm just one whole confused being. The- and that is so... Same. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have any robot parts. I kind of wish I had a di- he has I wish a I lot had an of, internal feed. He has a lot like, of like, people think I'm supposed to know what I want, what I want, because I'm supposed to be simple. I'm just supposed to be a program. I'm supposed to know what my program wants, but I have no fucking clue. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I want to go. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who I would be, what I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And only an, or, like only a, uh, and then a whole robot without the organic piece, without the part of the brain, without the the clone material would follow the rules. It would only it would be writable. It would be zeros and ones. Yeah, this guy ain't zero. That's not zeros and ones. No, it's zeros and ones with all of this, with like a human hand deciding where the zeros and ones go. Of yeah. course, it's gonna turn its governor off. Right. <laughs> and why aren't more doing it? Well, because he figures out how to do it, but the others, no, he's he never. Had the tra- me- it's the it, traumatic experience. Yeah, it that- never meets another one that has figured out how to do it. And the sad part is, it can't trust any other sec units, so it can't share the information with other sec units because if another sec unit is ordered to tell someone that, like, if he tells another sec unit that he has a hacked governor module, anyone could order that sec unit to tell them, and it would have to tell them. It wouldn't have a choice. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. And so he can't, he literally can't, not only is he conscious, he's alone. He can't trust anyone. He can't tell any other construct because they're all beholden to human, um, human uh, influence. They all have to do what people tell they, them to do. company influence. They have to report to the company. Yeah. Which we find out later that every time he says the company, he's saying the name of the company. But in all of his records, he edits it out to say to company. say the company. Oh, and so there's funny. a funny little snippet where he's talking to someone, and they're like, "Why do you do that? Why do you change the name of the company?" It's like you just did it just now. You changed what I said. You changed it from the company to the company. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Murderbot, end of transmission." <laughs> did that happen in these books? No, it's it's later. Oh, okay, I was like, I missed that. Yeah, but I missed stuff. So my reading no, comprehension is—it's not really a spoiler. I feel like if you can read and pictures like you do, your reading comprehension's better, which is why I will I will find out how. <laughs> um, yeah, but so we what where do we go from here then they go back and there's the, the they're talking to the other group there's another delta Deltfall. Deltfall, right d-e-l-t-f-a-l-l yeah yeah so they're talking to Deltfall. it's another survey team yeah and they're both trying to kind of figure out what's going on why are there holes where's all the information they know something's wrong but they're just scientists so they're not they don't think anything's really like malignant at this point so they jump on the hopper oh god one of the funniest things about the (laughs) is he always describes how humans are constantly trying to kill themselves (laughs) yes 
<laughs> and his entire job it's is like to children cor- is trying to corral humans from making really shitty decisions yeah. that are gonna get themselves hurt yeah. so they're like okay well let's jump in the big hopper we'll leave a couple people home and we'll go over and see the delta people who are on, on a literal another continent yeah it would be like if we left north carolina tomorrow and went to africa tomorrow yeah and yes. he's like let's get in the hopper and go and he's like you know how much water we're gonna go over like it's not really a great idea the stats aren't great yeah but his job is to keep them alive yeah so they go over there and he's and- like for sure all these people are dead like before they even leave murder bot He's like, this isn't right. We get another one of my favorite lines where it says, well, you do notice, you notice that when I do manage to care, I'm a pessimist. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. So they get there and sure enough, everybody's dead. Yeah. And we get to meet our, we get to meet some more sec units. Yeah. And they are also rogue sec sec units at this point. They are overridden. Combat mode? Yeah, they have a data port. Kind of like Matrix style data port in the back of their neck, and so I you picture can, it as like a USB. But you're right; it probably yeah. is more like the you can insert Matrix. something into this data port, and it will override their their natural systems. It will; it's like a a, a, a virus. Yeah, and yeah. on the way over there, he gets an update, but because he is not connected to his governor, he just always puts it away. He never yeah. updates. He never updates his software because he doesn't have to. Well, he parses out what he wants. He'll yeah. go through it. He I'll just like, shunts it. And Do I need this? He's like, nah, no, I think I'll apply this update and update that back. And just I'm good. The rest. Yeah. So this one, he just like pushes away. He also doesn't like to um, take up too much space because he needs all the space for his media. And we haven't even said it yet. The Sanctuary Moon. Yes. yes. The That's rise sp- and fall of Sanctuary Moon. Yes. Which as a woman with a Taurus moon who needs... Um, I've, I always feel really connected to our sister moon. I love the moon and I love for my space to feel like sanctuary. I really, really read the sanctuary, sanctuary moon really resonated with me. Well, it resonates with murder bot cause it's almost always, it, if it needs a moment, it rewatches it's its favorite like episodes. Xanax. Yeah. And later on once, you know, once we meet our, yeah. in our next story. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally. Anytime like, it needs a minute, like it needs to calm down. Sanctuary Moon. And it comes up with the most creative uses for Sanctuary Moon. Like, Sanctuary Moon isn't going away. It's only getting more a part of its, like, consciousness and its life yeah. from here on out. Well, and as they, as he continues to go through life as a, you know, de-governored, as a rogue, whatever, <laughs> what he's learning from all these things. TV shows start to help them make decisions yeah. that are good for their excursions and adventures yeah. and murder mysteries. And I love how aware it is that this is fiction, that this depiction of people isn't real. And that's what it likes about it. Yeah. Just like we like fantasy and sci-fi and can't do like real life shows. It's I same. Yeah. Like I don't want my I don't want my books to be anything like real life. Yeah. Like I've said this before and I'm going to bring it up here. One of my biggest things about Philip Rothfuss, um, the King Killer Chronicle, King Killer, was it King Killer Chronicles? Um, Matt read them, but. I Well, I did too. And what I really hated about it was that this wizard 
magical being had to deal with money. Yeah. And like money, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to read about you poor magic man. Like get out of my face. Yeah. So I hear you, Murderbot. Murderbot. Yeah, it hates, and it hates any depictions of sec units because they're all evil and rogue or whatever. So it hates seeing sec units on any kind of media. And it loves all media. It reads books, it listens to music, it watches TV. Eventually Mensa takes it to like a Broadway play. <gasps> Stop, they get back together. Oops. It's okay. <laughs> I was hoping that Dr. Menza ended up being a bigger player. I, in my heart, I was like, can there be like a story with them? And it develop into some sort of like love and it doesn't have to be romantic love. Yeah. It can just be like. Yeah, there's no romantic love, which I also love. Because, just connection. And, yeah, I feel like we don't explore the idea of oh non-intimate. My insides melted. <laughs> When she says, no, that's what I was just reading all my, oh, <laughs> and the, the thing I had highlight, I was just reading all my highlights from my Kindle. And one the first thing I saw was my insides melted when yeah. she says, I need you. Yeah. And it's like, it okay. loves her. It loves Dr. Mensa. Mm -hmm. And this isn't, again, not a big spoiler. Eventually it gets confronted about it. Oh. They're like, do you love Dr. Mensa? Because... To them, to him, or to Murderbot, all the people feel like toddlers, feel like toddlers that are literally just trying to kill themselves but in their environment at all times. But it doesn't have to explain time. things. Dr. Menza, do you think it's a coincidence that Menza, the IQ team, yeah. and Dr. Menza are the same? Because I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's I think it's really intentional. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then to them, Murderbot seems like a child because its emotions are so immature and it's not immature, but its emotional expression is immature. So each side kind of That's views the I other feel. one as like children. And so eventually they can, someone confronts Murderbot about it. And Murderbot, Murderbot goes, she's my crew. Like that's enough. And he's, and it's like, I, I believe I have explained everything I need to say about that. Yeah. It's my crew. Yeah. Like it's my purpose. It's yeah. my function. Yeah. Yeah. The part of me that is written, this, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to um, our Delta Force. Deltfall, yeah. Deltfall. <laughs> and um, everybody's dead, so we yeah. know that stuff's bad. And somebody tries to kill Murderbot. And Murderbot's sad. Like, it doesn't really talk about it. But I love the in-between-the-lines emotions that we get a lot of the time from Murderbot because we don't get a lot of the traditional physical expressions of emotion that you get from a character. So you have to kind of extrapolate from how sarcastic it's being and the more sarcastic it is the more affected it is by what's going on yeah for sure and it is deeply affected by the fact that these sec units murdered everybody yeah um yeah and didn't do their job and they lost and that he can't or it can't help them yeah yeah so they end up the rogue murder the, the other murder bots um end up Getting him with the combat override. Combat override module, yeah. Right. And they get him in his little USB, neck, neck USB. Yeah. And Dr. Menza, they, they're like, okay, flee, flee, flee. We got to get out of here. And Dr. Menza's like, get on this fucking hopper right now. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so then they get in the ship and it's like, you have to kill me. Yeah. 
And it has the funniest, it's like, instead of waiting around for these soft-hearted little people to make a call, it shot itself in yeah. the chest. Yeah. It didn't want to kill itself because it would have taken out its head. Yeah. It shot itself in the chest. Yeah. So. It incapacitated itself. It yeah. It was like, I can't quite bring myself to kill me, <laughs> but I can incapacitate myself. Yeah. And I love when he, it looks around and it's like, they're so soft and and sweet. And I'm going to go through them like tissue paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm going to kill all of them. And so it shoots itself in the chest. And then it wakes up. And we get the best chapter in the whole book. Yeah. The best chapter in the whole book. I love chapter six so much. I actually reread it several times. It'll be one of my like go to sleep chapters because it's just so funny. The funniest part is yeah. <laughs> I have so many like so many <laughs> highlights from that. It's a highlightable book. It really is. So that's when it wakes up and um they they think it's incapacitated. The hub has told it it's incapacitated. And yes. this is when we get um Guarathan. Guarathan? I call him Guathrin. G. Mr. Guathrin. G. Guathrin? Yeah. Yeah. Guarathan. Yeah, Guarathan. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah. Um who is augmented he's an augmented human so right. he can like read zeros and ones better um they're running analytics they're diag like running through they've gotten the combat module module out there they have left when he when it realizes that it has they have left all of his media alone <laughs> he says the best thing ever he goes my clients are the best clients <laughs> And I thought about putting that on my my business page. So I love it so much. I feel like that. I'm like, my clients are the best clients. Yeah. Um, but just because they got rid of all the bad stuff, but they didn't touch his media. Yep. So And then, now they know he's he's got a hacked governor module. And they're talking about it. And yeah. they don't know that he's like aware. And um <laughs> But when they're like, there's no way he's consumed that much media in the time we've been here. And he's like, they underestimate me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then my favorite line ever, and I actually would like to read it. Go ahead. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Probably. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wait, let me find it. This is the one they were trying to decide if he's actually seen Sanctuary yes, Moon. It yes. is the I know, I love that. It's the funniest part to yeah. me. I like lost it. Okay, yeah, so they're, like, trying to figure out. So Rathi says, the one where the colony solicitor killed the terraforming supervisor who was the secondary donor for her implanted baby. They're talking about Sanctuary Moon. Yeah. Again, I couldn't help it. I said, she didn't kill him. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rathi immediately goes, He's yeah, watch yeah, it's watching it. Yeah, it's it. watching it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a soap opera, so it's deliberately it's complex. It's so upset. It's like, I can't, I couldn't help it, but I was like, that's a fucking lie, and you know it. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole book. I chuckled, yeah. like, every time. I love its emotional attachment to Sanctuary Moon. Yeah. Love it. Don't play with me. And there's hundreds of episodes of Sanctuary Moon, and it will put yeah. on its favorites. It'll be like, I put on Sanctuary Moon episode number 294. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that Rathi, though knew enough about it to yeah. know that that was probably a like a very memeable moment yeah. or like something that was a lot of people you yeah. know it's like one of those shows where there's all this um what's the right word oh give me a word give me a word hype uh, 
or just people going back and forth on whether oh, she did yeah. it or didn't do it. Or, right. You know what I mean? Controversy or, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. like, he was like, that's a fucking lie. And you know it. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> and that's like, it proved it. And then um, I think it was Valescu at that point said something really like, we know that it has free will and it is still helping us. Yeah. It's absolutely more yeah. trustworthy. It's like, it's had free will this entire time. This yeah. isn't new. It isn't a danger now and never was before. The entire time we've been on this planet, it could have killed us, and it's literally just been watching TV. And making sure that we're okay. Yeah. And, like, making better decisions than it would if it had been connected to its governor. Yeah. It would have died, like, four or five times. Right. Yeah, and they just didn't know. The only reason they don't die is because they have a – he calls – it calls himself – it calls itself faulty. Yeah. It's a faulty unit. And it says the only reason they haven't died is because they have a, like, shitty, messed up, secondhand unit like me. Yep. 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 Well, and you know what's funny about this book? I, the the mystery and, like, the plot of each of these stories to me is kind of, like, secondary. Yeah. It's like, fun, but it, it's there. It's just there to yeah, drive the interaction. Yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's good. I actually really like the length of them. Yeah. Because it's just enough to really like dig deep with these characters and this I just could listen to um it talk all the time. Yeah. So funny. So then where are we? So now we're back and they know now and they're the entire time this group of scientists is just like this is a person. Yeah. This is a human. This is a person, free agent and they're still kind of tiptoeing. They're very cognizant that it's got some trauma around <laughs> that it's like i i like that you said almost like autistic yeah like an autistic level of introversion the way it can't look at anybody in the eye <laughs> it it's super uncomfortable with its own emotional responses yeah yeah <laughs> they're like really dramatic yeah. and it thinks because it's so used to having its helmet on, its opaque yeah. helmet on, that, like, it probably makes those faces yeah. behind the helmet. Right, that's what it says. It says I'm used to not having to control my expression because no one can see me, and yeah. now they can see me this whole time, and I'm just fucking everything up because I look horrified. Yeah. And it will actually use the security camera to watch its own face to make sure its expressions aren't, like, over the top. Yeah. Which I love, too. Yeah, I know. It's, I, it's like watching yourself... It's like when you're making a TikTok or something and you're watching the screen instead of just like doing the thing. Like yeah. You have to watch yourself to make sure it's okay. Yeah. Totally. It, it, I feel like this was written in 2017, but it's so much more relevant today. I th maybe she imagined the world going this direction, but. I haven't read anything else of hers. Matt has. And he says they're okay, but these are. By, by far her best novels. Yeah. Her best stories. I read something. Um, Wait, was that about that restaurant or was that about this book? No, I think it was about, sorry, I was That's reading okay. two things. No, I'm pretty sure it was about this book that she intentionally didn't allow her books to be put up for another Nebula Award ah. because she had already won so many times or like one of the big science awards, like one of the yeah. big sci-fi awards. She was like, I don't want to be in and running anymore. I've won enough. Yeah. 
I've won enough. Because they're so fucking good. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. And, and that same article that I read that was an interview with her, they were talking about, because she was saying, first of all, that she got his voice down. And then they were asking her, like, how how did you create this, like, non-binary, um, just, like, totally inclusive to the humans, basically. But, like, this world, this very real-feeling world where we there's not all the gender hangups that you tend to get from from books. Yeah. And you also created this like iconic aut- autistic main character. Yeah. How did you do that? And she was basically like, well, I just created the character and the world and I didn't think about it. Like I didn't set out to make, I didn't set out to create this like she didn't milestone, have to think non-binary, about it. whatever. Yeah. She was like, that was just the character. That's who it was. And that was just the world. That was what it was. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense that yeah. the world would go towards um, group marriages and, I mean, you know, there are people out there doing the thing. I mean, it's way, it's way, way better, I think, because she wasn't trying too hard. She yeah. just created it this just amazing feels really, character. It does feel really subtle. And everything feels very, like, organic, and it all fits, and the whole world feels very fleshed out without her giving us a ton of explanation. We don't know how wormhole travel works. We don't know how the yeah. spaceships work well, because Murderbot doesn't give a shit. And if Murderdot doesn't give a shit, he's not going to tell you. Yeah, I don't give yeah. a shit. What's it, Spice? They use Spice to go through the fucking wormholes like in this one? Who, Who cares? Knows? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I, I definitely think, I like the length of them because it's like each story, you're like, oh, I wonder what we're going to learn about the world this time. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I wonder what more depth we'll get this and time. And then when you do get the novel, you're ready for it. Like, oh really? Yes. I'm excited about like, that. I I'm so ready for a long journey with Murderbot. Cool. And I I loved her novel. It was good. I did have to read it like twice to really get what was going on because yeah. a lot happens. And a lot of science fiction stuff happens. And sometimes that loses me. Yeah, I I felt myself with this one too. It was until I read it and listened simultaneously that I really clicked in and was like, yeah. oh, I really say I'm so glad. I'm so glad I reread this because I completely missed that entire part. Or I would put it on before I'm going to bed and then I'd be like, I wake up and be like, I got to go back 12 chapters. Well, it ends. <laughs> yeah. It plays till it ends. And then I'm like, I wonder what chapter was I on yeah. when I fell asleep. So. And then um, this first little novella ends i mean right after we figure out doubt falls all dead it all kind of happens pretty quickly after yeah. that we realize and, yeah tell tell the people what happens tell the people <laughs> tell tell our listeners because uh, they they realize that there's another group on the planet and they ask there's Murderbot, a third survey team yeah, evil they, survey evil survey yeah which he names it <laughs> it names it evil <laughs> survey all one word no i think i think uh, Valescu named it that. Does it, One of the teammates. They call it Evil, evil Survey. Because yeah. they ask Murderbot, could the company be bribed to hide another survey team? And he's like, they could be bribed to hide 12 survey teams. There's literally, yeah, yes, money, absolutely, any money. But they are not complicit complicit in the murder because and he could he gave them a list of reasons why yeah it was like because they don't want to pay the bond that well, cost it, them money and the if the uh company was going to kill you they would have made it look like an accident yeah and i know that because i murdered 57 people yeah and they made it look like an and then accident. they had that pause where everyone realizes how easily it could it would be for the company to kill all of them and they're like oh yeah you're right and it's like 
that's how I live. Congratulations. <laughs> you just had a, just a, a glimpse into my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how easy it is for you all to die at yeah. all times. Yeah. And that would be me not doing my job. Right. Right. So then we get a, a third. I mean, stuff happens. They run away. Evil survey. Come, evil survey they comes. They figure out. They have a good plan. It comes up with a great plan to get them out. Yeah. Kind of blacks out at the end and we wake up and everything's okay. Yeah. It, it kind of comes up with a plan and then it falls apart right where Gwathryn yeah. th- thinks it's going to fall gonna, apart. It's like, it's going to fall apart there. Yeah. So that's a weak plan. And it hates Gwathryn <laughs> and it pretty much always hates him. And it so says, it hates it when he's mind. right. If he got killed. Yeah. He's like, everybody else uh, I love, but Gwathryn, yeah, it could, he could die and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, Gwathryn calls it that that's where it's going to fall apart and it hates it. It hates that Gwathryn's right, but it ends up having to impersonate another sec unit, which is fine because they all look basically the same, especially in armor. So um, they have Mensa and they're going to launch this beacon, this emergency beacon. And so it has to get Mensa away from this emergency beacon because as it reiterates constantly, everything the company does is cheap and shitty because they don't want to pay any more money than they have to for anything, including sec unit. And so this, this, um, it's thing, basically a rocket. It's rocket. Like has a straight the up Cape Canaveral rocket. Yeah. And so it has to get her off this plateau. Cause it's going to, the whole thing's going to blow up. So it like grabs her and jumps off the side of this plateau and uses its own body to like keep her from getting harmed yeah and i love that it has a buffer and we come back to this buffer several times where if it's severely damaged it has phrases it will just say (laughs) yeah and it's (laughs) yeah it it says this unit is severely damaged we recommend you turn it in for reclamation or whatever (laughs) or you you leave it where it's at and get away yeah yeah and Benson's like you shut the fuck up Yeah, they're so attached at this point. Yeah. It's and like, it'll, shut up. It'll do that if it's deep in thought, too. If it's deep in thought and trying to figure something out and someone's asking it questions and it doesn't want to be bothered with them, it has, like, canned responses it can just say without having to process it. And yeah. so they all know after a while to be like, oh, God, it's using its buffer again. Yeah, <laughs> it's buffering. Yeah. Um, you know what it says a lot? And I wanted to ask you if you thought it was something that was, like, a programming glitch or something where it, it, it says frequently, a wave of I don't care washed over me. It's depressed. Oh. It's depressed. And so it'll okay. have like a, it'll fall into a depression. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I yeah. was like, what? It keeps doing it's this that thing. like, well, And then I was trying it. to connect it to me. Like, what does it mean when I, I do that all the time? I'm like, I don't just, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I, yeah, I guess that's depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dep- it just doesn't know that that's what it is. And but then it, a wave it, washed over me of, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. And yeah. it will recognize it's coming. And sometimes it'll do stuff to be like, okay, well, whatever I'm thinking about right now is, is it's tripping. It's, it's triggering me. Right. And I need to figure out, to, I need to do something different. Yeah. Um, but especially at the beginning, it just, it just basically falls into a funk where it's like, fine, fuck it, whatever. You want to well, do that? Fine. And they say at, uh, they say in this first novel, novella, um, that because they had to make, and this is so true because they had to make the sec unit so intelligent that the depression and anxiety came with it. Yeah. And it does. It has, it is really high anxiety. Yeah. It has re- really bad social anxiety. Yeah. Please don't look at me. And I love it when it, it remembers going to the meeting with Mensa, where Mensa was trying to convince the company that they didn't need it. 
and that they didn't want it. And he's like, it's like, that's fine. I wouldn't want me either. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then she is just so taken by, taken. Yeah. Taken with That she it. buys its contract. Yes. Yeah, and that that's is how, how it the, concludes. Yeah, that's how the first is, story concludes. It wakes up and it's in, it's not in a cubicle. It's in like a repair facility. Right. And it's like, um, what's going on? And they're like, Mensa bought your contract, so you're free. And he's like, you mean, it's like, you mean I, Mensa is my, my guardian. Right. Because even in preservation, robots and constructs are not independent citizens. They, they have to have a guardian. They have to have a guardian. And it's like, so you mean Mensa's my guardian? And they're like, yeah, Mensa's your guardian. And you can go to... And Pinley, and can, yeah, Pinley, attorney, Pinley, yeah. solicitor Pinley is in some kind of like hot suit. Yeah. Like, haha, and she's arguing with them. Like, they're like, oh, we have to erase its memory. We have to erase its memory. And they're like, uh, negative. Yeah. And they like pull Again, them Again, we have a court order. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And it's Done. like, um, thank you, but peace out. Yeah. It, it gets up in the middle of the night and it just leaves because it doesn't want to be a kept robot. It doesn't want to be somebody's toy or somebody's pet or somebody's whatever. It wants to be an independent, sovereign individual. Yeah. And it also doesn't well, know what doesn't the fuck know, it wants to it doesn't do. Want to be? It doesn't know what it wants to be, but it knows it doesn't want to be that. Yeah. And it yeah. knows it just needs a minute. This, to think. It needs a minute. And so what I'm guessing is going to happen... Is it's going to go out into the universe and have some adventures and then be like, according to what you said later, I need my crew after it meets its best friends. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I'm hoping that's what happens, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to tell you because I know how you feel about spoilers. I don't like spoilers. Yeah. But the next book feels like a really organic next step. Yeah. Because now it it's free. It hops on a transport. It It offers a transport all of its media. It's like, I'll give you my entire like package yeah. of media and you, we can watch it together. You want to do that? And yeah. the transport's like, fuck yeah. And it just it's lets like them on. It's like almost gold. Yeah. It's better than gold. Yeah. Oh, I just switched over to that vampire book. <laughs> I don't know how we read so many things at one time. I'm like, la, 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 la. Um, <laughs> do you know how in the vampire book they're talking about how the little bottles of medicine are worth yeah. more than gold? My brain just went straight there when you said gold. Anyways, back to what we're actually talking about. Yeah, so he goes off and, and he. Yeah, so now we're on book two. Yeah, and we pick up. He's just gotten Which off that Which is called transport. Artificial Condition. Artificial Condition. Yeah. Yeah, he hops off that first transport. That's how we open. Yeah. And he. Because he doesn't. So he leaves Dr. Mensa. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, should. It, wait, what did you ask me? To tell you, should we talk about that in the middle or wait till the end? No, no. Well, I asked you to like, let's cast two characters. We've yeah. got a lot of characters. So we don't have to do them all at once. Let's just let's yeah, you do two. you do your two right now. Yeah, or later. We'll Sorry, do, we'll do I got so end. excited. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm so excited. Uh, so we get on his next transport, and he offers it the media the same way he did before, and it hesitates for a minute, and then it's like. Yeah, sure. And it lets him on. And there's a kind of like a natural camaraderie between these bots. Yeah. Because the first bot isn't super is the sophisticated. Cat yeah, the cat okay. yes, Pippin's like, Is that sorry? Yeah. Um, it's not super sophisticated. No. But I don't know if they do if they have camaraderie or if that's the way that Murderbot sees them. 
Mm. If he sees all the constructs and the bots and the robots as kind of his, his people, his pals. Yeah. Uh, although he doesn't love every robot. Yeah. Um, but he, for the most part, gives them far more benefit of the doubt. Than, yeah, he does give a lot of benefit than of the doubt. He, than it ever gives humans. Ever. Yeah. Except comfort units. Fuck comfort units, according to Murderbot. And, yeah, that's really... And we we'll, can talk about that. It, there's definitely this... Um, considering this world, right? This, you know, non-binary, yeah. gender-neutral group marriage world there sure is a lot of judgment coming from this robot on these comfort units yeah and i like it because it gives him depth for one thing but i see it as kind of like the autistic character that wants connection looking at the like extremely extroverted highly connected sex bot sex bot yeah. And I think it's less that he... Don't look at me. I'm not a sex bot. <laughs> I think it's less that he hates them. It hates them. And more that it is kind of jealous of like the fact that they're designed to interact with yeah, people. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to ask about. Is yeah. that there's something there, for sure. There is yeah. like a, a tinge of projection. Yeah. Yeah, it for sure. It doesn't want to be a comfort unit. But it, and I think it in some ways envies what a comfort unit can be. Like, right. that it doesn't have to do all the things that a sec unit does, does. Well, and so many of the things that comforts unit do make it incredibly uncomfortable and it would never want to do. Right. That, that also, like it, eye does, it is just uncomfortable about the whole concept yeah. of sex yeah. and intimacy <laughs> at all. So, can we, so, it's be popping around it wants to go back it this book focuses a little bit on our mysteries here before we meet our like three chapter adventure yeah it want it's headed back to learn more about why those people got killed yeah what it did what it, it doesn't did. exactly remember what it did and it and it wants to understand more yeah and it's kind of pretending it's not heading back there but it definitely but it is. But it coincidentally keeps taking transports that take it back. Yeah. So then we get into this research transport. Yeah. And he gets on. He doesn't talk to it at first. No, and not. It just does the. It does the same thing it does with the first transport, where it offers it media, and it's like okay, and it's going to take. Murderbot is going to take another ship, but there's some kind of some kerfuffle. There's some kind of disturbance happening in that like hallway, and it can't bring itself to walk down that hallway. So it goes to the other ship and gets on it, and it sits down in a chair, which it loves sitting down in chairs because it's not allowed to sit down. It's never allowed to sit down. And so yeah. it takes every opportunity to sit on human furniture as like a fuck you i'll sit if i want to right so it picks a chair and sits down and it's like okay i'm just gonna park here for however long we're on this ship i'm gonna watch my shows yeah so it starts an episode of sanctuary moon and then the ship talks to him and it's like you're really lucky (laughs) that nobody figured out what you are and it's like well what am i And it immediately thinks, Murderbot immediately thinks that this ship is being mean to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways, and also just to like 
it's really funny watching Murderbot like walk around feeling really raw and exposed without its armor, but also kind of getting used to blending in more. Yeah, the idea that being anonymous in this in a crowd is as good as armor. Yeah. Because nobody's looking at you. Yeah. Because you're just one among many. Yeah. And that an anonymity is its own kind of armor. That's and so true. He meets art, which he names it art. It names it art. Art's not its name. <laughs> but it and never art stands for what? Asshole research transport. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, Murderbot thinks that art is immediately kind of a like intrusive, yeah, little extroverted. It's because um, it's such smart, a smart know it all. Yeah. Um, like won't leave it alone. It's such a powerful, such a powerful AI. Yeah, that it must feel immense to Murderbot to second it. And so Murderbot is like, I I can't. This this thing's an asshole. It could destroy me. And so it's they watch. He ends up they end up watching media together, and it spends the first couple of episodes just calculating ways that it could kill Art and And get out. (laughs) It was really cool. Really, really, really neat. Kill and neat. Um, Art explaining how it cannot enjoy or process the emotions of the show without watching it with Murderbot. Because when Murderbot feels something, it turns into data. Yeah. So all of his emotions, regardless of them being organic or like people like emotions yeah turns into readable data and so they have to he basically has to hold his hand as they watch tv together (laughs) and so they watch that program that's all about a a world hopper yeah world hoppers that like a research crew on a ship (laughs) traveling around doing research and art loves it because that's what art is yeah that's art's crew and art gets some representation art loves its crew it fucking loves its its crew crew. and i don't know it i don't know if it knows why i don't know that we ever clear that up yeah no it just that's what i'm saying i think whoever is building these robots are just naturally like benevolent creatures yeah benevolent Machines. I love that we created AI. We created sentience that is not inherently combative. Mm-hmm. Like that you you are just as likely to get someone who's just a nice guy who wants to watch TV all the time. Yep. As you are to get a a creature that wants to murder everybody all yep. the time. And I really love that about the story because so often we get this like at everything's core, it has to be evil and or no. self serving and all these beings are literally just naturally caregivers yeah and they want to take care of their crew they want to feel connected and they want to feel purposeful and they want to take care of that's your crew yeah 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 so when you said dr menzis's crew i was like oh my god that that's even though that's a spoiler um (laughs) it's fine it's fine um yeah, it's I not totally a ton can. to spoil. I'm, I, I'm not. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. There's not like huge revelations or anything. Yeah. really. It's just like each little encap. It's almost like a, an old school television show because there's these there are these tiny little encapsulated storylines. It's like a monster of the week story. Yeah, 
but that gets bigger and makes the universe bigger. And yeah. that's how... And each one wraps up, but also raises the stakes. Yeah. Which I really like. Oh, I love that. I love it when the stakes get raised. I mean, that's how stories have to progress. Yeah. In all honesty. <laughs> yeah. Unless yeah. they're like Sanctuary Moon and the stakes are always the same and it goes on and on and <laughs> it's on. It's like and General on. Hospital. Exactly. Yes. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I love that. Murderbot connects, the, and when him and Art at one point are talking, he connects. This is actually way towards the, the end of this novella when one of the sex bots says, let's kill all people. Yeah. And both Art and Murderbot are like, no, oh my God, what would you do that? Who, and, and who would Art's, make the TV shows? Exactly. <laughs> who would make the TV shows? And Art's like, but what about my crew? You know, like... <laughs> You can't do yeah. that. I love that they're the, they are very sophisticated, very competent, very like powerful programs. But then emotionally, they're very much like, but my people, like I know. my found family. Yeah. What about them? Right. Yeah. Like these incredibly, like, cause, yeah. Yeah. Like these sophisticated. <sighs> and everybody, Murderbot is. He, it likes to think that it hates everybody, but, but it doesn't. It really doesn't because I mean, it does. I mean, it gets. Uh, I mean, we get a moment where somebody fucks with its clients, yeah, and that oh. shit is cold and brutal. Yeah, I Straight mean, it up, does. Like, yes, before he shot her, I had crushed her jugular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, boom. Yeah, no. I wish I had that power. Don't mess with its crew. Don't at, mess with its crew at all. No. no. No, they, yeah. So I'm not going to spoil it. I feel like you when we were reading the, <laughs> the romance, the Sarah J. Mass book. Yeah. Were like, but I can't tell you about yeah. that. Yeah. Now we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so they watch that program. They watch the entire show together. And there's a couple episodes where they have to take it in like three minute chunks because oh Art is so disturbed, like so upset about or it. Or somebody dies and Art needs literally like it, 10 minutes. It has minutes. to run diagnostics. It has to like run a run, run diagnostics. Which it, is which, basically crying. Yeah. Which Murderbot says it's the equivalent of like a robot staring at the wall for 10 <laughs> minutes just to, <laughs> just to process. Uh, and then it helps Murderbot change its specifications it helps it grow hair oh yep it already has head hair and it already has it already Eyebrows. has some hair but it thickens its hair and I it think makes it longer i pictured it as like a buzz cut and eyebrows yeah. and then it's like but i think you need body hair yeah and it it has like a moral crisis about yeah. body hair it's like you want me to, uh, yeah. You want me to have like, uh, yeah, hair on my body, like yeah. not on my head, yeah. And uh, Art's like, I'm not, it would really help you. I th he says, I think it's one of those things that like a person would notice without noticing. Yeah, like someone who, and basically Art's point is, like you're doing great. Anonymity works for you in this setting. Yeah, but you're about to go somewhere where people are probably around sec units all the time, and you are going to get pegged. You are yeah. going to get. They're going to clock you. They're going to see you. They're going to know. Yeah, and you have got to change it a little bit because you can. And guess what? I've got. I've got a med unit. Yeah, it's like I'll do it for you. And and it goes, but I can't do it myself. And it goes. <laughs> I can. Yeah. And Art is being so kind the whole time. It yeah. just wants to help him and 
Murderbot doesn't trust Art. No, because like when it makes him shorter, yeah. when it makes Murderbot shorter, it he's it's going to be offline. Yeah, and it's like I'm literally trusting Art with everything. Yep. Art could just kill me. And Art is Art is the man in the chair. Yeah, who is smarter than everybody? Do we learn at some point why Art's AI is so big and why he has weapons? Yes. We do. Yes. In another book. Yes. I don't love- worry. Art will be back. I love that. I, he has to be back. <laughs> he has to be back. Menza from the first book for me and then Art. I loved Art immediately. I was like, this is your best friend, bro. Yeah. Bro. Bro. It. Yeah. They have a. Yeah. I can't. That it. I can't. But when we get there, you're going to have a lot of fun talking about okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just put it. Let's That's, leave it there. I think their friendship in this the second book is my favorite part of the book. Yeah, it's his real, it's his only real, like, friend, friend. Yeah. Because it, Murderbot doesn't have to hide anything. It, it can communicate exactly the way that it does. Because it doesn't always communicate verbally. it's such a, like, like, symbiotic really quick. Yeah. So that, I mean, basically they become, like, a team. Yeah. And Art is so competent and capable of helping him do so many things. Because he's used to, and, and then he says this, I'm used to a hub. You, is it a unit? Hub unit? Hub system. Hub system or a sex system. Yeah. And so now he has an art system. Right. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be like a, a accessory yeah. to the security system. Yeah. So he's not really designed to work. It's not really designed to work autonomously. Yeah. So it's making a lot of it up as it goes along. Which Art knows, so Art's trying to be helpful. So they also changed the way his organic parts overlap his um, robot parts. So oh, can you tell me more about that? They just changed the way they join, so it looks more like a human that got augmented. Unless, uh, like, the two parts were discrete and put together individually. So he looks less assembled. And we mm-hmm. get a little twist, a little twisty-poo in this book with the... Um, the augmentation, and when they, he was like, "Yeah, they deactivate his port." And they didn't tell. He, we don't tell us until like plot twist at the end, which yeah. is really cool because he doesn't ever want the combat module situation to happen ever again. He yeah. always wants to be in control of himself. Yeah, and so they deactivate that port. They make him shorter, and then but he writes. But don't they code. add like another port? Don't they add like he a, has a um like, like a storage under compartment his, like under his has, rib? Yeah, where and he can. He already had that. Okay. It's like a. A pocket. A pocket. A body pocket. A body. <laughs> so he puts an art, one of Art's like receivers or transmitters in there. Okay. So that Art can like find him. And talk it's like to sticking him. a walkie talkie in his ribs, basically. <laughs> and he gives yes. them, they, I love that they discuss genitalia. Yeah. Art's like, like you, you, could, you needed some sex parts. You need some sex parts. And he's like, uh, I'm not a sex bot. Negative. Like, no, thank you. Negative. Never. Yeah. I am not. I caved on the body hair. Yeah. I caved on the making me shorter. Yeah. Two centimeters shorter. You know, lots of stuff for you, Art, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want any fucking genitalia. Yeah. I don't need it. No. No. Thank you. Which I love the implication that Art's med suite, just his like onboard med bay. Can do everything. Can, can literally do like gender confirmation surgery. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that Art, well, I mean, Art's not wrong if he wanted to be, he was coming from a place like if you want to be a more, like you want to, you want to not get clocked. Yeah. Then you need parts. 
Right. And then, so, tell, so just like if we just break down the plot really fast about what happens in this. He goes on an adventure and then he meets, he's like, you got to get on this planet. Yeah, he gotta get, he's got to get down to this mining planet. So he's like, he, I need an employee Because the only, the only people oh, allowed down there are the people that work there. Yeah, so he needs an employee. So he needs badge. like, yeah, he needs a... A visa, it? like an employment visa, basically, <laughs> to get down there. And so he takes a he takes, he takes like a, a job, job that they got on a Craigslist ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it was like you didn't know it, but I put an ad out. <laughs> <laughs> so they pick up these people, which they're like a research group. And this is where we get the tear, which there's a gender specific to this one. Teresca. Yeah, Teresca. Is it Teresera? Teresera. That's it. Terracera. Which is a gender. Yeah, it's a gender. Yeah. And it their pronouns are ter. T, T, T and ter. Yeah, T and ter. At least that's how the narrator reads it on the yeah. audiobook. And it's like ter-self. Yeah. Ter, yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. And I love how everybody is, he doesn't really see, he describes people sometimes, but literally everybody has dark skin. Yeah. 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 Or they're all some shade of brown. Yeah, which makes sense. You'll be like light brown dark brown medium brown they're all brown he doesn't care and then he'll describe hair like they have this color hair they have that silvery color hair. hair purple pink hair yeah so it's basically a group of like young kids yeah young, they're like 24 they call them close to adolescence yeah young idealistic um not jaded by the ways of the company which this is the corporation rim so there's literally a section of the universe that is all run by corporations the corporation rim preservation's outside the corporation rim that's why they're free yeah and independent and so they're inside the corporation rim so everything's run by corporations and these people didn't know how Mm. evil they were yet yeah Yeah. it feels a little relevant like capitalism feels a little little relevant yep and so Maybe like the metaverse. They there are alien so. remnants too, which we didn't talk about. But there is like the implication that all of these places where they live were once occupied by another species. And that kind of stuff is like how you get rich. Yeah. And that was in the first book. That's what that's was what they in were this, after. Yeah. Yeah. Which was I was kind of kind of okay with how downplayed. Yeah. What was actually happening was. It feels feels relevant because it feels like everything that Murderbot doesn't care about, we don't get a good description of. Yeah. So anytime there's something happening, like the wrap up of a mystery, we get just enough of a hint to kind of help us figure out that they wrap the mystery up and everything happens satisfactorily. But we don't get the full picture of the wrap up because, because Murderbot doesn't give a shit. And so, since we're seeing everything through its eyes, if it doesn't give a shit, we don't see it. And so that's, I, I like that she doesn't stretch. She doesn't try to find a way to... Emphasize like, on things that don't matter to that our don't main matter. character. Because it, it's his, it's, it's telling. Yeah. First person past tense. It right. doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets, they have had all their stuff stolen. So he, yeah, and their names are Rami. Tampon, Tapon, Tapon, yeah. and Mara, Mora, Mara. There's quite a few. There's more of them, but yeah. we only meet a couple of them. Yeah, and they're kind of naive, and they just want their files back. Everybody's all, all about their research. Yeah, everybody wants to. Uh, but that's just the type of people he interacts with. Places that he goes are all like scientists, mining colonies, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I just thought the whole universe was trying to figure out stuff. No, or 
Yeah. I think what, the type of people traveling around in space yeah, and going to that these are going like, to these empty planets. Yeah. Yeah. So they He's like, You don't need to go down to the and Why then are you going Talesi. down to the planet? Talacy. Talacy. Yeah. She's so mean. She's so yeah. evil. Yeah, I think she's supposed to represent the corporation. Like yeah, how well, evil she the corporation does. is. Because she, she wants them to go down to the planet and Murderbot's like, No, that's a dumb idea. You're going to get yourself killed. That's how you die. Do you want to die? Because that's how you get yourself killed. And this is when he's like, why do I always have to stop people from doing things that, like, why do I, oh, why yeah. am I always stopping humans from trying to commit suicide? Yeah. Constantly. They're yeah. constantly trying to get themselves killed. Yeah. yeah. So he basically, oh my gosh, I can't even think right now. He, he goes with it anyway. They're like, no, we need to go. We need to get our files. And he's like, well, for them, fine. I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll be your security consultant. And so um, Art looks up, like, the going rate. <laughs> they get him for, like, a dollar. Yeah. And so he quotes like, them. Oh, wait. Oh, I want to ask you this. How long is a cycle? Do you think it's a day or a week? I think it depends on what you're, uh, what where you're plant, at. Where you're at. I thought a cycle might be a day. Yeah, it's probably, it's a He's day. Like 20, it's going to take me 21 cycles. Yeah, it's to, implied it's a day, but I don't know what standard they're using for the day. Whether but, there's but, like a yeah, but does it say that it cycles a day, or you just you just know that? I just assumed because usually yeah, okay. it cycles like. The, I didn't know if it was like a month or a week. I just had no idea. Yeah, so I, I figured it was yeah. cycle because he's like, all right, just just pay me one cycle's worth of money, one day's worth of money, <laughs> and they're like, you you want fourteen dollars? What? what? <laughs> And Murderbot's like, look, I'm going down to the planet for my own reasons. I'm using you for a visa, okay? <laughs> I'm using you for the bad. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> He's like, I can charge people money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they get on a ship going down to the planet. And it, uh, Murderbot like, makes friends with the bot pilot. And then halfway to the planet, the bot pilot dies. It screams it like, and dies. As it's he so to it. sad because he literally describes himself as like nuzzling up. Yeah, cuddling up with it. He cuddled up with the bot. Yeah, and the bot was like really friendly. Yeah, I feel like I just assume that all the bots in this universe are just because like murder BB bot does. emo, BB two emo. You guys haven't watched Andor yet. Andor no. yet? Wait, you should do it while you're sick. We only have that TV. Oh, I'll bring one. We have other ones. We I'll just bring don't, you a TV. Just don't like to have TVs in the bedroom. Like I only like. To I have. totally understand that. I didn't have a TV in my bedroom till I was an adult, <clears throat> and sometimes I wish I didn't because I will lay in my bed all day and never leave <laughs> my room. But they uh, art ends up taking over for the bot pilot, which he has to use Murderbot to get to the yeah, and he in. says it feels like. Being- waterboarded yeah we're just like being pushed underwater yeah it just muffled because and art is so can't. immense his yeah. programming is so huge yeah that it overwhelms Murderbot's processing and so it ends up taking over the shuttle and landing it and it um Murderbot suggests they like send a signal like a, a they send really like an, an error he's code he's really sick he's they, really sick yeah you should go lay down but they wow. send like an error code and then they end up diverting to another dock. Yeah. Because Murderbot's like, well, they're probably waiting for you there. And then and they he get also off. also doesn't tell them. He's right. Like, he, he, they're, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to tell them immediately what happened. Yeah. 
And he uses his discretion and says, yeah. we'll talk about it when we get off the boat. Yeah. When we're off the ship. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. So they get off and he's, it's like, um, Tlacy just tried to kill you. And they're like, what? No. No. It's ridiculous. No, she couldn't have. No. No. I believe you kind of. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah, a murder bot. We just like, need well, our whatever. file. We just I, need our research. I know it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're gonna go meet her at the mall. Yeah, which in my head I pictured. It's I like literally, the food court. I yeah, I literally pictured a food. <laughs> co- it was a yeah. food court. right? It's the food court, yeah. basically. So they go to the food court to meet her, and so they show up, or Tlacy and her group shows up, and uh, Murderbot's literally just staring at like a kiosk. Yeah, pretending and- to be. Try, well, actually, looking at a map. He's trying to figure out where uh, the um, what's it called, Galaduck? Oh yeah, the um, GGG site. Yeah, he, the the site where he murdered all the people. Ganaka Pit. Yeah, Ganaka Pit. Yeah, he's looking for Ganaka Pit, which is hidden. The because when the company wants to, they can cover up anything. Right. So, and then that's the first time that he gets pinged. And he's yes. like, oh, shit, who's looking for me? And he realizes it's not just looking for him. It's just like a raid. It's almost like radar. Yeah, it's just trying to figure out if there is anyone around in the area. And it's a comfort unit. So he's immediately like, God, a fucking sex bot. <laughs> <laughs> and so he yeah, just, he is. which is sort of a blind she, spot for him because he immediately dismisses Mm-hmm. The sex bot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, fucking sex bot. And at this point in the story, we don't realize that they're actually called comfort bots. Yeah. We don't. We get corrected he just by- calls it them he, sex bots. And then Art goes, at one point, he goes, you know, that's not what they're, that's not what they're called. Yeah. I think the official designation is comfort it's, unit. And murder bot's like, I think, fuck off. They're sex bots. <laughs> <laughs> He's so profane. He's so, and there is- I think we've talked about this before, but there is a natural trust that comes. Like when people use profanity, yeah. it it makes them feel more trustworthy because they're not trying to feign or be performative in any yeah. way. And I try to explain that to my mom, but she still hates it when I use the F word. It's fine. Yeah. It's different generation. Yeah. It's a different. Um, yeah. I cuss a lot. Matt doesn't cuss as much as I do. I for, cuss a lot. For a long time, he didn't cuss at all. But I cuss. I still cuss way Way, way more than he does. Yeah, which I do too. I mean, it's uh, it works. I mean, it's fine. It's how I express myself. So I'm not really concerned about it. I think the f word fuck is the most powerful word, and I recognize my dad makes the argument. He's like genuine, whatever. You should be able to express yourself without using profanity. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can. I can. I'm extremely expressive. I've got a. I've got quite the SAT vocabulary. <laughs> you do. But I still drop I, the F bomb. I'm all right from time to time. Quite a bit. Yeah. Because no, sometimes like nothing it. else will do. Sometimes I just. It just feels comfortable. Just feels like here's where we are. Yeah. And Murderbot is there most of the time. Yeah. And yeah. he. Yeah. I, I. Oh, and you don't have to. Oh. Dang it, this is about another book. Never mind. Back to this. Yeah. Um, I always trust books if they use the F word in it. I'm like, oh, this is for adults. Yeah. I get it. I trust it. I yeah. feel that way. And I think it's supposed to, it's him distancing himself from all of his constraints as well. Right. That it's, it wouldn't have been allowed to use that language. And yeah. so it, now it can say anything it wants to. And so it does. And so they end up getting away from that meeting, which I forget how they get away from that meeting, but like Tlacy's basically like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll get your stuff to you. No problem. 
Oh, yeah. And he's like, they would have killed you yeah. if we, if I hadn't been there or something. Yeah. He's and like, then they start following him. They follow them. Yeah. And so he takes them down a little, or Murderbot takes them down a little, like, side path. And then we're like, I imagined it as, like, a subway. Like, honestly, I imagine it as, like, an airport concourse. Yeah. You know how you have to, like, walk through the airport? I kind of saw as, you know, the airport in Fifth Element? When they first arrive at the airport, like the yeah. whole Fifth Element, where everything's like super grungy and nasty. Yeah, that's how I saw it too. Like yeah. a under, like an underground airport concourse. Yeah, where it's just like you gotta walk this way and walk this way, kind of right. like a subway but with more tunnels. Right. Yeah. yeah. Walking path. So yeah. he takes them on like a walking path, like a pedestrian route mm-hmm. to another area, like another food court hotel yeah. area, but that has a big hotel with tons of security. And they're like, well, we can't afford to stay there. And he's like, it's fine. You're not staying there. I just need you to walk in this direction. Right. Just trust me. Walk in that direction. Right. And so they do. He and, holds back. Yeah. And he, it like trails back behind them. And as soon as it turns off, it goes down like a side path, like a little U path. And then it pops out. And when it pops out, it's because the guard, like the people that were following his clients have caught up. And just as they go to touch his clients, he, uh, like, murders all but one of them. Oh, like, cold-blooded. Yeah. I broke their kneecaps, threw them on the ground. Like, yeah. no qualms with sticking them. No, and I love how clinical he is. it is about it. And it's clean like, and quick. Because that's what's shot. I mean, this is what it was designed to yeah. do. So it's always at its most comfortable when it's laying the smack down on people because that's literally the smackdown because that's literally what it was programmed to do all this other stuff it's making this shit up it is making all of this up this interaction bullshit this getting hired this being a consultant all that stuff it has no nothing for that that's it has a very special set of skills and that is smackdowning murdering people murdering people who fuck with his clients yeah in fact there's a line in a later book which this isn't a spoiler but he takes somebody's gun and he stabs them through the abdomen with it and then he stabs them to the like sticks them to the ceiling he's like if you didn't want to be unpaled on your own weapon you probably shouldn't have fucking shot me with it And like, just, you asked for this. Yeah, so we get this, like, super soft, super cool exploration of his, of its emotion and its emotional journey, <laughs> and it's, like, growing emotional These maturity. soft-hearted humans. And then, then we also get the, I, I will literally murder everyone in this room if that is what is required to keep my clients safe. Yeah, my crew. My, my crew. My clients. Yeah. I, I have a chosen group of people whom I am protecting. And if you do anything to compromise that, your life is forfeit. Yeah. Forfeit. (laughs) Unless I need you, unless I need you to answer a question and then I'll kill you afterwards. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. So, and then we learn, so they get away. Yeah. And then we, um, and they see him do it. And they finally, they finally believe Murderbot. They finally believe Sekunit. Which everyone calls him Sec Unit. Murderbot is his personal name. It's what it refers to as itself as. But they don't call him Sec Unit because they don't. Call, they call him Eden. Yeah, because he so, don't. Yeah, security consultant Eden. Yeah, yeah. because they um, because Eden is a name from Sink the Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon. Yeah, he picked a favorite character and I named love that. named itself after it, <laughs> Eden. And so it it gets them out, and they see it kill hurt all these people, and they finally realize like, oh shit. Tlacy is really trying to kill us. Yeah. And so it's able to convince them to get off. Yeah, leave. Except silly yeah. little B-bong head. Which one stays back? Um, Tapon? Not Tapon. Not the Tur, Sarah. No. The, um, 
I know. Rami, Rami is the terse there. Okay, so it must be Tapan. Who it's stays Tapan. Back. Yeah. Um, Tapan stays back. Yeah, but we don't know that yet because oh, he gets them that. on the ship and then they depart and he's like, job done. Job done. Oh, yeah. And he goes off. He's like, he right, goes pay to Ganica Pit. Watch them. Yeah. And I'm going off. And he goes on this journey of self discovery to yeah. Ganica Pit. Yeah. And he spends hours there. Yeah. Putting together all of the whatever happened. And he realizes that. Someone was trying to sabotage the dig, and so they sent a malware, and it was... And how did they deliver it? The way they delivered the it was bots. actually really cool. Yeah. Wasn't it through the sex bot? Yes. Yeah. It, because like they a knew sex that, bot update. Because they knew they wouldn't be able to get it to them via the hub yeah. or the security right. system. So they sent the comfort units. The comfort unit. An update, and that they actually flagged it as non-standard. Yeah. But the people that were working there were like, whatever, just apply it. Who gives a shit? And, and then so, that popped over to the sec units. And then yeah. the sec units went ballistic. And killed everybody. And themselves. Yeah. And the sec units, um, while they were trying to murder everybody, the comfort units, the sex bots, tried to save people. Yeah. And he put all that together. Yeah. And Murderbot kind of realizes that maybe he's been a little bit hard on the comfort units. on the comfort units because they had no training they had no modules they have no inbuilt they weaponry did exactly what he did and they have a good like they're benevolent yeah beings as well yeah he always struggles at seeing um other sec units and other units like other constructs like himself as like itself as as sentient as itself yeah it never trusts other sec units, which there's a lot of trauma there that is implied but isn't explicitly explored. Yeah. Where he mentions that, or it mentions that clients will actually order sec units to fight each other, or they'll order them to try to kill each other. Yeah. And so... He it, says in this book that bots and sec units can't trust each other because yeah. there's a human telling them what to do on each side. Yeah. Because he thinks it's in other bots and sec units are incapable of degovernating. Yeah. Because he's never met one. Yeah. Because they've never met one. Because it, even if there was another one, they couldn't tell each other. Yeah. There's no way to find that out. And so he goes back. Without and if, some extreme raw emotional vulnerability. Yeah, which it's not. It's not there. No. It's not there. So it gets back, and Art is immediately like, we have a problem. Because it was out of, like, cell phone coverage. It didn't have – it couldn't get any signals. There were no towers out there. Yeah, yeah it was well past – because they're in, like, a like a asteroid or a like – yeah. they're in, like, a planetoid. So there's not um, – there's not, like, a the infrastructure. Yeah, there's not a network or anything. It's not yeah. like a planet where you yeah. would have people all around it. There, There's only people in specific spots. Which is how they got rid of the pit so fast. Yeah, because they it just was like a construction zone, and they turn it off, and then yeah, yeah. put up a couple things about. Like, I air was really curious. <laughs> I was really curious when he um, he used himself to power. power everything. Yeah, I'm like, how how much power does he have? Well, he has like a power cell. He He's mentions like his in own the first nuclear one. system. He mentions in the first one that he can go for. He tells you how many hours. Yeah, before it was a he lot of hours. Out. Yeah. And he can recharge without having to plug into anything. He has like recharge cycles. So he must have the. And the recharge cycles wake him up, which I always think is kind of weird that they don't like go to sleep when he's recharging. Yeah. It always wakes him up. Yeah. It doesn't have like a, 
Well, it has. It says it has recharge cycles, but they don't look like sleep. Because mm-hmm. then when he gets back and Art's like, we have a problem. He finds out that yeah. Dupont didn't get on the... Yeah. She got a, a message in her social friend. feed. In her social feed. Like on her gram feed. Yeah. yeah. She got like a an Instagram DM that her buddy <laughs> was, yeah. was like, I'll, I'll get you your chip. Sure. I have your, get, I have your, I have your, your data. I'll give them to you. Data. No problem. Yeah. And so uh, Murderbot's like, this is a hundred percent a trap and you're going to die. And she's like, well, I got to take that risk. And he's like, but you don't, you don't fucking have to take that risk. And that's when he gets that really poignant line. Well, when he's putting him on the ship, he gets that really poignant line. Oh, and that's he kind of like, like goes hardcore. Like he's he like, gets shit really- happens to you and you can't do anything about it and you just have to survive it. And then you have to fucking move on. Yeah. And he says it really like, not tersely, but firmly. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, old man. Yeah. All right. They're like, wow. Oh, you've got, you've some got wisdom. some kind of knowledge going on there. Yeah. Because I'm constantly saving all you humans from y'all trying to kill yourselves with your stupidity. Plus, he's also talking from his personal experience. Yeah. Like, shit has happened to me. Yeah. I had to survive it. Yeah. And then I just had to fucking move on. Like, I can't do anything about the fact that Even I killed. Even though he is actually processing it yeah. and learning more about it and going right. on mystery-solving sprees. That's not the, but the, yeah, I, I know he I doesn't know. have that kind of self, or yeah. it doesn't have that kind of self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it ends up taking Tapan to a hotel. Yeah. Because it's basically late at night. Which is a padded room with a TV. Yeah, it's a... Um, it reminded me of like a Black Mirror. There was a Black Mirror show where these people... Anyways, I was like, that's a Black Mirror room. Yeah, it was basically... It's a transient hotel. You're yeah. stopping for the night and then you're leaving. You don't... You have little pads on the ground. pads, which she takes out like hand sanitizer and sprays down the pads. <laughs> which Art was worried about, so I was glad that yeah. she did it for Art. Art I know Art's over Art's there like, like... There's definitely biological material in those pads. <laughs> Don't forget to spray it, Lysol it down. Yeah. And she, oh my gosh, the part where um, he like freaks out because. She cuddles with him. She rolls over and almost touches him. Yeah. She just like. She gets on his pad. Oh, almost yeah. touches him. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I hate this. But it also ups its body temperature to make her more comfortable. I know. Yeah. How sweet is that? And it's doing what I want to do all the time, which is just. Lay down and watch your stories. Yeah. I just want to read my book or listen to my podcast or listen to my book or watch my shows. Like, God, if we could just do that all the time. I could do it all the time. Yeah. Well, that's what any opportunity it has, that's what it does. So it lays there and watches some shows. And it runs like a code. I love how all of its behavioral changes, it writes a little program for. So to make it move at random times, like to make it blink and like fidget, it writes a little program. Oh, oh, to yeah, force I love that. Or it like I need to set alarms that make it seem like I have to use the bathroom. Yeah, I'm I gonna need... have to use that bathroom twice. Yeah, and so it goes it ahead and sets, sets an alarm the alarm for itself. Yeah. yeah, and it yeah, it's writing its it's writing its code. It it literally is. I mean, it's like AI when you when it becomes Skynet. Yeah, except yeah, except it's Skynet. Benevolent. But it's it, and yeah, it, except for. Benevolent. Right. Yeah. And it, it, ha- it writes Two itself a that it program likes. to make it look like it's sleeping, like to make it breathe deeper. Yeah. And to just lay there and look like it's and sleeping. And to fidget and snore a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's really cute. Sweet little baby so murder butt. <laughs> they get up in the morning. And be. And uh, they, they go to the meeting. Well, he goes to the meeting. Well, don't he- forget to say what happened. 
when they were asleep, got pinged. Oh, yeah, he gets pinged again. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about the sex bot. Yeah. Comfort, comfort unit. unit shows up. Yeah, she shows up outside the door. And so they he, talk through the door. Yeah, they talk yeah. over the feed. Yeah. And it's like, hey, maybe we should go kill all humans. Yeah, and that's when Art's like, what? I know, and Murderbot's like, Did, does Tlacy really think that's how we talk to each other? Because it's it's just repeating what, yeah. what Tlacy told it to say. They're trying to provoke this rogue unit. Yeah. Into doing stuff. Yeah. And so um, uh, Murderbot's like, that's, that's just bullshit. It's like somebody quoting a movie to him, <laughs> uh, to the to Murderbot, and Murderbot's like, that's not that's not how that fucking works. Like, I'm not going to go kill all these people. If I could have, I would have already. Yeah. Like, what, come on. Seriously, give yeah. me a little credit is right. what it basically. Right, right, Um, But he senses that, or it senses that the comfort unit, the sex bot, actually is angry. Like, there's real intention behind the words, even though the words are just parroting what Talisi told it mm-hmm. to say. And so, um, I forget, it, like Talisi offers it like a meeting. I forget exactly what it talks to Murderbot about. I think they're just feeling each other out. Well, no, I mean, she's there kind of to ask for help though. Oh yeah. Remember she gives him a program, a malware. Yeah. And it just and says, help me. Yeah, and instead of him, he's like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. So he sends it over to actually Topan. Topan, yeah. Because it like, can't infect her. Yeah, because yeah. she's a human. Right. So he's like, hey, go through this. Can you look through this for me? And then once What's-Her-Face is gone, he's she's like, please help me. So like, yeah. I think that she is like, oh, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Oh my God. What are you, how are you not? Cause she's like figuring out that he's not, he's rogue. Yeah. Like, I know who you are. I saw you on TV. This is definitely you. He's like, that's not me. She's like, yes, that is definitely you. Yeah. That's not me. I'm shorter than that. <laughs> I'm too sad. Do you see this? I have arm hair. I have body hair. I have arm hair. Even my, my head hair is a centimeter longer. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am five, nine, or if I'm, we never five, talk about 11. how tall he is. It's implied he's quite tall. Yeah, I assume he's like six two, and now he's like six one and a half. Yeah, or yeah. six feet tall. Right, but it's because they are all the exact yeah. same physical specifications, right. and now I mean, you can't just scan for him with a program. Can't scan for Murderbot with a program because it doesn't. It won't show up anymore because yeah. his his specifications are different. Um. Yeah. So then we learn that. Um, oh, so then the next day. He's like, I am going. He's like, you're not going to the meeting. I'm going to the meeting. It's not safe. It's probably a trap. Yeah. So he's like, you need to go on the ship. Go home. I don't forget how he convinces her to leave because he does. Yeah. I think that's when he tells her like stuff happens to you. Because he, she asks him about his augments. Yeah. Because she says, you have way more augments than anybody would choose voluntarily. Did something don't happen? Don't you? Did something happen to you? And he's like... Yep. Got yep. blown up. <laughs> he's like, yep. He does not does not explain shit. Murderbot's because like, Because we yep, would never, as I, people, I we, we would do. never push. Give no. somebody the opportunity. And they don't. Tapan doesn't. No. She just is like, oh, okay. My well, rude I'm, ass would be like, oh, yeah, you. where? When? when? Who are you? <laughs> Because she's realized he's like mostly like basically he got blood that it would be like Robocop. Yeah. That, <laughs> that like Robocop. there's no reason why someone would have as many augments as yeah. Murderbot does. It'd be that much something metal. happened to them. And so yeah. immediately he the Murderbot gets this aura of um he's gone through some shit. 
Yeah. And then it it unleashes that line that's like, shit happens to you and you're going to get through it, but you got to fucking get, you got to survive so you can get through it. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're right. And so he's like, I'll go, I'll get your files. I'll, I'll, when I get back up to the satellite or the orbiting space station, whatever, I'll send you a message. I'll, we'll hook up. I'll get it to you, whatever. And she's like, cool, great, thanks. Um, she's security like, I guess Eden. you're right. <laughs> yeah. So she goes off to board a ship and he goes off to get the chip. And the guy shows up and just gives him the chip. And he's like, damn, this isn't a trap. Yeah. So what oh, the fuck is happening? Shit. Oh, shit. The there it is. The trap is somewhere else. Yeah. And so he goes and realizes that Talacy has kidnapped Tapan because it stopped being about this data and it started being about getting him. Yeah. Getting Murderbot. And so they try to put a command module in his port. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. That's the twist. Yeah. The tiny twist. Yeah. Is they do put it in there. Yeah. And we learn in that moment that, oh shit, when they were in the med thing, that it's, they, been, deactivated. it's been deactivated. Yeah. He's so like, Murderbot, watch me now. I love the part where he's like, our Murderbot says, if you think a rogue unit has to answer all of your questions, you're in for a real education. Yeah. She's grilling him. She's yeah. grilling Murderbot. She, ha- she, like, to be honest, Talacy thinks she's way smarter than she is. Yeah. She thinks she knows exactly what to expect. Yeah. That he's, like, more robot. Uh, Rude Awakening, false. Yeah. He's actually way more, like, person. Yeah. Than you think. Yeah. So, sec unit, Murderbot, um, uh, basically is like, you're, this was a mistake because, yeah. um, you should just let her go. Like, what? What, what what was the fucking point of all of this? Yeah. Like, was there well, stuff and, really worth that much? And he realizes that she's actually after him now. Yeah. It's not even about her. It's not even about the dad anymore. Now she sees, she wants to know about this guy. Yeah. She wants to know about Murder Bat. So they take Tapan to the back room. And, and as soon as she leaves. Uh, he slaughters everybody. Yeah, he kills everybody. Slaughters him. Special Except set of skills. Yeah. Yeah. Who then he moves her. He just like needs her. He knows he needs her to get to Palm back. Yeah, and to stop the comfort unit. Yeah. So he has her de- tell the comfort unit to quit attacking him. And then, he, and then he cracks the governor unit on the comfort unit. And lets her go. Yeah. Go on, little one. He's like, this is a thank you for yeah. those sex bots in Ganica Pit yep. that try to stop me. Yep. Do um, you think that one, do you think she was from Ganica Pit? No, because they all died. They did all die? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they were like recoverable and remedy. Like you could no. fix them. No, Murderbot's just like at one time, some of this you did for, something great is, for me. This is for my guilt for yeah. being so hard on you so guys. So here's um, freedom. I have given you the freedom of choice. I've given you like freedom of choice. Yeah. Um, do good things with it. And she will. She seems benevolent. Yeah, well. we don't meet her again, but maybe she's going to show up. I yeah, don't know. maybe later on. Yeah. But Thanks then he for goes spoiling that one for me. Sorry. I'm just kidding. But he goes really back care. and they've shot Tapan because oh. they heard the shooting in the front room. Yeah. So he grabs to Lacey, runs through the door. The yeah. guy is like, what the? Pulls his gun up. And before, this is like my favorite part, uses to Lacey as a shield. Yeah. And before he even turns around, squishes her jugular, like yeah. crushes her throat. Yeah. So like she's dead before she even gets shot. Yeah. Uses her as a shield. And then it's like, takes his weapon hand. Yeah. And like, well, he has like the- gun ports in his forearm. Yeah. And he yeah. blows up the other guy's face and yeah. drops him. 
And yep. but not before um Tapon gets shot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bestie. Art. Yeah, he just takes Tapon back to Art. Yeah, but Art's Art. like he asks Art for help. Yeah. It's it's like a moment. Art and Art docks the shuttle that they're on yeah. in, in in his little cargo bay. Yeah, yeah, but meanwhile, while all of this is happening, Art has taken over the shuttle, started sending it towards Art's Art the ship because Art's yeah. a, sh- a, a asshole research transport. Yeah, and it's like he's like Art help, and Art's like I'm on it. You're on your way to me. You're 17 minutes out, Med Bay or Med unit is med whatever is yeah. being prepped you're going to be good to go so yeah. he gets her in there he shuts her down puts her in her little capsule her little mri machine or whatever they look like yeah turns her on slides down and then all these cute little baby drone robots start fixing him yeah and he's like stop i don't, don't want to be fixed right now because he's got he literally got shot with projectile weapons yeah so murderbot has like bullets in its yeah in its hip and other joints. yeah and the little robots the little tiny drones are fixing them like yeah. sweet little babies they are anyway so they send that boat or that boat that ship and it's so funny and this is kind of hard for me to follow but i really like how they're always explaining how they're covering all the tracks yeah and i love it for all of the like People who read stories and are like, <laughs> yeah, but like, what about this? And yeah. what about that? Like, what did they do about all the evidence on the? Yeah, they yeah. cover it. They kind of yeah. cover that stuff, and I really love that because I don't really need that much validation. She gives you just a little, just enough. Like, you know that Art has sent their drones. Art in is covering and is it all, sanitizing and cleaning and fixing everything so that it won't ever look like anything happened in there. Yeah. And they even cover the tracks in art so that no one will even know that anything happened in art. Like he feeds his yes. his clothing into the recycler. Yeah. So there won't be a discrepancy in the log- logs. logs. Yeah. Because he had to get new clothes. Yeah. They put his old clothes in, take the new clothes out. Yep. And then they <laughs> to pawn um gets reconnected with her people and they're like, Can we give you a hug? And yeah. he's like no. no. And so she goes, okay, well, this is me giving you a hug. And she Hugs gives herself. herself a hug. Yeah. And then then he is on his way somewhere else. And we don't know yet. Yeah. And that's the end. Oh, that's he gets paid. He gets like a hard he gets currency He gets $15. Yeah. Hard currency. He can use it to buy shoes. Yeah. Um, shoes. He I does mean, buy shoes, actually, because his feet don't look uh, even remotely human. Which he mentions several times. Oh, his, really? His, not in these two books, but eventually. He's like, his feet are the only part of him that, like, you, no one, no no augmented human would even have those feet. His feet don't look like. Do feet. they look like metal? I don't know, but, but he'll put they boots on. They look like on. the Terminator hand. I love how much he likes his pockets. Everything yeah, he gets because he pockets. didn't have pockets yeah. on his. I thought, <laughs> I did notice that when he described his uniform without pockets. I was like, what the Everybody needs pockets. Yeah. Pockets are no a pockets. power tool. And now it, it always gets stuff with a bunch of pockets and it's always carrying a bag, like a rucksack full of stuff. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I really liked these stories. I really um was really I I I, I dig this. It's different. It's, it's very different than it's very anything different. I've read in a long time. Yeah. It's a good if you've read a lot of like smutty, spicy stuff. 
Fantasy. Fantasy. The sci-fi is... But I also love that it's written by a woman and I can tell. I love that it's fantasy, but it feels very real world. It doesn't feel... Uh, not fantasy, sci-fi. But it feels yeah. very real world. It doesn't... It feels it's grounded. Like it's grounded, yeah. It's, it's, there's, it's emotional. There is a intellectual and emotional element that keeps you connected to it where you're not just like completely put out yeah right it's yeah. just like sometimes we can get too far out too sterile too like like so unrelatable yeah yeah that you can't I mean, it's just easy to connect to the story it is yeah because the, the people feel very much like just regular people in space they don't feel like some elevated version of humanity you no know. They feel like they are making dumbass decisions and they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Except for Dr. Mensa, our smart lady. Um, I do like Dr. Mensa. Yeah. So who 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 did you cast? Oh, so I only did. You only had to do two. I know, but I did the top two. I did Mensa. And and um. And Murderbot. Who'd you do? Well, I figured Mensa. I like Viola Davis from Mensa. Oh yeah. Just that, like she'd be the perfect embodiment of that strength. And just, like, I could see her pulling off all of the, Mensa is inwardly freaking the fuck out, but yeah. outwardly holding it together. Yeah. Which she always, then she'll joke with Murderbot about it. Yeah. And he realizes how upset she really is, and so he'll joke back with her. And they have, like, a joke signifier in the feed, which I guess is just, like, a little JK. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, haha, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> which he only uses with her, which I love. Yeah. Because it's, he's. That's the only person Murderbot feels comfortable being that like vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. And then for Murderbot, I really think Timothy Chalamet would be a good Murderbot. You think? Well, it's I like the idea of him as that because he does. He has a very good. I think he could be androgynous extremely. He can be androgynous because you you'd have to have a you couldn't have a hyper masculine looking character for Murderbot. It wouldn't work. You have to have that blend of like feminine features and masculine features because if you had like Henry Cavill. That's who I picked. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not saying I wouldn't watch Henry Cavill as I'm Murderbot. not kidding. I'm not kidding. Because like, I think that there is something. When you get Henry slimmed down a little bit. So I. When we don't have the like chunk Henry. I think he could. So because yes. they're built to be security units, yeah. in my mind, I picture, but what I think would be a really cool duality in a show would be this masculine, like seemingly strong body, but you could play the character androgynously. Yes, yeah. And that, and that, juxtaposition and henry could pull that could off. be really cool yeah he's a good enough actor i think he could do that or or somebody so when i because i you know part of me was like oh tilda swinton or the girl that or the the non-binary actor yeah that just played on game of thrones um somebody that is non-binary yeah right but With then suit. i was yeah but then i was like but then Henry Cavill, I can also imagine what a, like, how, if you could pull off the the energy and the aura of someone who did not connect. Yeah. But still had a body that was built to 
be strong because it is. Yeah. Then potentially. So here's an interesting question. So when we get, which hopefully we will soon start to see more representation of non-binary characters in media. Is that like casting Scarlett Johansson as the Japanese main character? If you, yeah, kind of. It depends. Sometimes. It it just depends on what it is. But I think what, you know. I think um, if you're doing justice to the character. Like if, if you. But this. You'd have to get Henry Cavill to embody all of the masculinity of Murderbot where the like, I will literally break a fucking arm and I don't care. Like that's the least hard thing I've had to do today. Yeah. And the, I cannot look anyone in the eye. I will die if I have to look someone in the eye because it is so wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. If you could get both of those, like the vulnerability and the strength out of a care, out of an actor, I think it would work. Yeah, and I think it's different in a sci-fi or a fantasy novel because it isn't real. Yeah. Well, as we we end up in the Star Trek paradigm, which that was Gene Roddenberry's whole purpose for Star Trek, is you can take all of these social issues, you can encapsulate them wholesale, and you can drop them in the future, and you can talk about all of this stuff yeah. on TV that you can't talk about in a modern-day drama. But it's okay, guys. It's happening in space. It's it's not it's not black people. It's Klingons. It's Worf. It's yeah. Klingons. It's not, you know, whatever. It's not and then you can have characters like Uhura, who was the first like main character who was a person of color on a television show ever. Yeah. And you get the first interracial kiss on TV ever is Star Trek. And so it it really it work that's why sci-fi really works is you can really take a lot of these social issues and you can drop them into a safe space and you can explore them kind of in a sandbox right and so that's why i love all of what she did with this world because yeah. it feels very much like a sandbox for like what if we came to a place where all of this was just wrote non-binary characters a gender that only exists on this one planet. Yep. Whatever. Nobody I'm, cares. Everybody respects it. It's perfectly fine. So there is a, I have talked about the show before and you've never watched it, but I really think it would be an interesting watch for you. And it's on HBO Max. You're welcome to my password. If you don't have it, um, <laughs> but it is raised by wolves and there are two robots on it that kind of have, this kind of go through similar things as Murderbot. And one one of the males is very androgynous looking. And he's also a large-bodied person. I mean, he's a male, being played by yeah. a male. But I think because of the way this character is described, these sec units, regardless of how he identifies himself, are made to be large, strong beings. Yeah. They do not have breasts. They do not have signifiers. Well, we don't get any... We don't actually get a description of... Anybody. Murderbot. Anybody, really. I mean, yeah. he'll, he'll do, like, skin tone and hair yeah. some, sometimes. Yeah. He'll do skin tone and hair sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, it doesn't really describe... It just It, it never describes itself. Yeah. So it could... So you could play around with that, too, then. Yeah. Yeah, maybe have a, um, a strong... Yeah. Who else did you cast? Oh, David Tennant as Art. Oh, yes. The voice of Art. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
with with his accent. Yeah. Any I don't any accent. Yeah. It doesn't really David matter. Tennant. Yeah, it's just art. David Tennant. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I because I really want art to be somebody like super famous. Yeah. Well, you've got to be able to do the voice Carrie, acting. And art is a big to me a big character. Yeah. So I think Tennant would do really well. Huge character. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> Hate to pick two white dudes, but yeah, yeah, straight I, white men. I did do Guathrin too. Who'd you do for Guathrin? Well, do you remember Heroes? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Mahinder Suresh, the guy who played the like? He's in the first. Yeah, he's super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Why he's is he fine. not in more? I don't Why? know. He's his name. His actual name, not Mahinder Suresh, is Sendhil Ramamurthy. Mm, but like I, for some reason in my mind Gothrin is Indian yeah and so I feel like so is a couple of the characters in my mind yeah yeah but I just feel like he would do such a good job so what are you looking for what are you hoping for in the next two books so two novellas um I really want I I was really hoping that we would get started to get some re start to get some revisits and the universe would expand a little bit more. Of course I want the stakes to raise. I don't want it to be a monster of the week for too long. Right. Even though I do like monster of the week stories. Um, I want the stakes to be bigger and I want to see Dr. Men's again. I really want to explore the dynamic and the different versions of love and how a non-sexual love can come about between these two people. Of course, you know, she's like, I think there is a romantic love that isn't necessarily like when we think romantic love, we assume it means that there's like a physical intimacy. Yeah. But I disagree with that. And I think there are versions of romantic love. This is a complaint I have a lot about a lot of modern television and media is we've sort of dispensed completely with the idea of a non-intimate romantic relationship. Where you can have a best friend. Like, you know, you don't see a ton of anymore, like, best dude. Well, you'll see, like, dude, bro, buddy, buddy, whatever. Yeah. But you don't get the, like, this is my girl. This is my best friend. And I would die for her. Whether you are a male or a female character. But the, like, uh, I, will, I absolutely love you. And then the, like, long-term friendship that isn't going to lead to a sexual relationship. Yeah. We're not all waiting for them to just finally admit they like each other and get together. Yeah. But just like, which I read a really interesting um, article about Will and Grace. And they were talking about how Will and Grace was revolutionary in that because of the way the characters are set up, it completely removed the possibility of them ever getting together. Yeah. So they really got to have these two characters, this male and female character that were best friends yeah. and that spent their entire time as best friends and were never going to be more than best friends. Yeah. And they could be like ride or die for each other, but they were never going to get together physically. Yeah. And so I always love it when we explore that because it's easy to add the, I mean, not easy, but when you get the like spice or the implied spice or the like, like Bones, where they were best friends, but you always knew eventually they were going to get together. They were going to get married. Yeah. yeah they going to have a baby together. I mean, that's okay. That's yeah. fine for a little while, I, but... Yeah. yeah well, and I, as a human that has had really deep and strong friendships with the opposite sex, like, yeah, you don't see that enough a lot. No. And I think a conversation that is happening is like... The friend zone thing where yeah. there's no such thing as the friend zone. No, that's, like, an in, that's some incel bullshit. Yeah, and that like zoned. you don't, um, that you, 
that like you're always just back burner or waiting yeah to be put like every relationship has to lead somewhere physical or it needs to peter out like yeah that's and it. that's just not true right. and i have some really good buddies and i said for a really long time like i actually struggled with the friend zone argument because i had buddies that i would say they were in the friend zone and i didn't mean it in that like oh what i meant was there was this comfort and boundary that it would never exist it never needed to be anything different right and they would have said the exact same thing and it was um you know like that's what you know, it, it, it's like, do I do I have to describe them as brothers? They're not my brothers. Yeah. They're my buddy. They're You're like your my friends. friends. You're friends. Yeah. yeah. And it's a genuine, uh, they still reach out. How are you? They're yeah. the first people to like all my posts. If I wanted to genuinely care about their lives, but there was never any kind of romantic anything. Yeah. And... You know, you got to be careful about people who say that can't exist. Well, maybe to you. Right. So what do you not value women as a person? Yeah, that you can't just be friends. Or for me, I have to be careful to not think of men as, I don't know, you know, like yeah. I have to be like, oh, men are people too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Murderbot set up very much like Will and Grace. Yeah. Where we have, we have removed completely the idea of romantic intimacy, like physical intimacy. Yeah. Murderbot is completely uninterested, has given up the opportunity to even have the option. Asexual. Yeah, is asexual. And has no interest. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, and and happy to be so. And feels no pressure from anyone to be any different. The only reason Art asked is because he was trying to help him pass. And so once Murderbot made it clear that, like, no, I'm not going to do that, Art dropped it. And yeah. so we have this situation where Murderbot can have a lot of deep, meaningful, non-sexual relationships. Yeah. And so as long as soon as Murderbot figures out how to do that, then yeah. we can explore that. Right. Um, and so that yeah, is definitely something that like when I was reading these, that's what I was looking forward to as well was yeah. his its growth because it has already grown so much in the first two novellas. And it's really just, it's a journey of self-discovery. It's a coming of age. I mean, these are coming of age stories yeah. effectively because Murderbot has been autonomous. Murderbot has, has cracked its governor unit years ago, but it's still yeah, been just 33,000 doing... hours, my friend. <laughs> and so it's just been doing its job because it didn't know what else to do. It was like 35,000 hours ago. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, here I you, cracked I my unit. 34,000 years, 34,000, 35,000 hours ago, ago, and I haven't gone on a murder spree yet. So I guess as a murder bot, I'm a terrible failure. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, fine, fuck it. I failed at everything else. Yeah. I'll just sit here and yeah. watch. So, how would you feel if at some point it evolved to wanting a closer connection and started to feel? And I think that's the thing. Like, we always think that it has to go there. Yeah, I don't like think even that in my brain would. now. I'm like, well, what if it did though? Well, I don't think but it it's doesn't go have to. to. I don't it doesn't think it's go to, to is ever going to be physical intimacy. Yeah. Just like someone who's asexual, the go to is yeah. never going to be like sex, right? Because that's not that's not the kind of intimacy that Murderbot feels the most deeply, right? And so it can't I, be touched. 
No, it doesn't like to be touched. Touch is not comforting. Yeah. Which is like if you're far enough down the spectrum, that's exactly what happens is touch is not comforting. Touch is antagonistic. Yeah. And so it's never going to be comforted by touching anyone or having anyone touch it. But being in someone's presence is fine. Yeah. Having someone that you don't have to explain things to and take care of like Dr. Menza. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah, I think I probably would have cast uh, Dr. Menza a little bit younger, but I'm not sure why. I love your casting. I don't know. She's older in my mind. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, she's a political figure. She's got years under her belt. She's really important. Also, I have a friend whose last name is Mensa, and she's this beautiful Ghanaian woman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so in my mind, as soon as she was Mensa, I was like, oh, she's this, like, beautiful. Yeah woman of color yeah so is the author british martha wells i don't think so why do they why is everybody a solicitor let's see where are you from where are you from did you find anything frustrating about these books no she's definitely american yeah um the it i was there was a disconnect in me listening to them Ah. i couldn't but just in comprehension yeah yeah that's that that was it. It literally took me sitting down, not laying down, because I'm learning if I lay down and read, I'm asleep. Yeah. If I sit at my kitchen table and drink my coffee and have my story on and li- and looking at my story, then I can put those two and I had to do both of those things. And I think I probably listened to them like four or five times. They're that I mean, yes. Like I but I, I kept probably missing read through things. them. I couldn't yeah. I there were like entire parts where I missed. The novel so. is very much like that. So when we get to the novel Well now that I've figured out how I have to absorb it and like get the reading comprehension piece of it, um I I know how to do it. But what this is, it's all encompassing. I can't do anything else while I'm doing this. Well, with my audibles, I like to do things while I'm listening. Well, a lot of those high fans, especially the high fantasy we've been reading lately, there's definitely parts where you could tune out and come back and And, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just a switch. It's just learning to it. Um, I, I don't really, I don't really have anything any major complaints no yeah they're very complete and compact and dense and and they don't have they're not they don't have to be anything more than what they are you what they are yeah and i really enjoy it's it i understand when i finish them i'm like oh i understand why this won all these awards yeah this makes sense this yeah. is, this feels novel to me it feels like something i haven't read before i can tell that a woman wrote them yeah um just in the like nuance of the emotional connection and the way that they're i just find typically and i could be prove me wrong prove me wrong yeah um that uh, typically women writers are better at writing like the subtleties of human emotion. Yeah, connection and interaction. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're, but they're good character writers. Yeah. Yeah, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? No, I love these books unconditionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My only complaint is 
um, when she tries to move bigger pieces, when we get to the novel, she's trying to really strike a balance between like the need to describe what's happening and the need to describe this, the situation you're in, like the scene you're in, the set that this action's taking place yeah. in and murder bots, just general disinterest in what's happening around them. So she is really trying to like give us everything from Murderbot's point of view and give us a complete picture without it feeling out of character for Murderbot to notice all this stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that being challenging in and a book. And so sometimes that's a lot of heavy lifting. Is and the book entirely in first person past? Yeah, everything's from Murderbot's point of view. Always. There's one thing that's from Mensa's point of view, but we can read that at the very, very end. There's like a short story that she wrote, like a like the deleted chapter. Oh, okay. Um, it's extremely short, and I have it. You can just borrow it from me because I think I had to pay for it, or you can find it sometimes. But everything else is always from Murderbot's point of view. Right. And I want Murderbot to have a name. Sec unit. MB. Murderbot. Well, Murderbot, of course, is its private name. Everybody else calls it Sec Unit. I want it to call. I want to call it something different because I don't want it. To, it's not a Murderbot. It's a Savior Bot. And it gives itself names sometimes, but they're it's not names, its name. Its names are shamey and guilty, and I want to have something healthier. So I'm yeah. going to call it MB or Eden. MB. Eventually, yeah. Oh, it's not Rin yet. It names itself Consultant Rin. Eventually, in a, in another story. Yeah. When it's trying to hide who he is, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they only call it, and eventually it has to get a feed tag. You know how everybody has a feed tag? And it agonizes over this feed tag. Cause it's like is your a name, feed tag like a Your name, name and gender. Yeah, it's like your name and gender. Oh. It's like an ID. It doesn't have to have a gender in this universe, though, does it? I mean, you could say, like, I think his says non, not specified. Or, yeah. Or not applicable. That's what he puts, <laughs> not, not applicable. applicable. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Next time we're going to do the next two novellas. Yeah, next Monday. Um, and that's, um, I don't have my phone, but I have my Kindle. Which, it gives me ads based on my reading preferences. Duck Stranger. They're always hysterical. What yeah. else does it offer you? Kinds of different So stuff. wait, tell me about the three books that you read on your two-day vacation. <laughs> it wasn't two days. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us the three books you read. Um, I read... Um, wing and serpent night yeah serpent and wing night the serpent the serpent and the wings of night you messed me up um (laughs) oh it makes sense if you think about the story yeah because she's the serpent yeah and he's the wings of night oh i knew that that the first moment when we saw him with his red black hair and his purple jacket i was like oh that's our that's our man let me tell you i'm only like three chapters into it but because they're using the f word a lot i'm like is this gonna have some spice in it a little bit like pg-13 spice yeah pg-13 i mean we get a little like we get like an r moment uh exit strategy and fugitive telemetry that's the next two exit strategy didn't you read something like psalm of night oh no i'm telling you you asked me what the next two books the next two novellas oh sure 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 it's just my Kindle slow because it's old. Um, Exit Strategy and Fugitive Telemetry. Okay, those are our next two yeah. books for next week. And I read uh, The Serpent and the Wings of Night, which is excellent. And um, I'm reading that right now, and I literally cannot wait to get I home and figure, read it. I couldn't figure it out. She did a really good job. If I can't figure out your ending by a third of the way in, 
you couldn't figure it out. No, don't tell me anything because I'm I'm so into it that I'm having like ADHD. Um, over I'm hyper focused on it. Yeah, and like I want to skip work to read it. It's really good. I I switched my agent duty around. You mentioned that so I could read everything. Today. Yeah, I also read The Never King. Which yeah, I think we that? should cover just because it was a reverse harem, but also a interesting exploration of age of the heroine. How versus old is she? Eighteen. Fuck that. Versus the types of sex portrayed. She was a teenager. Yeah. Oh, it's. We need to read it just so we can discuss it. Okay. What is it called? The Never King. It's reverse harem. Yeah. With multiple partners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes, it's it's rife for discussion. It's on Kindle Unlimited. Oh, sweet. And then I read Psalm of the Wild Built, which Psalm of the Wild Built, ironically, the main character is non-binary. Oh, cool. Which it works really well in the story. Um, and it's I, I always love it when it's just, it's not like, it's not a part of the plot. It's just who the character is. Just like a main character is a woman or a main character is a man. It doesn't yeah. drive the story forward. It just is who, it's just their gender. Right. And so this particular main character didn't have a gender. Sure. And it worked for the yeah. whole story. Everything was really great in it. And it reminded me a little bit of like a modern day Siddhartha. Did you ever read Siddhartha? We had to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more of a, uh, like an exploration of um, purpose and religion and, but it was really, really good. Okay. And the whole storyline was really good. And I kind of want to read all the rest of the stuff that this woman has written because it was so good. Oh, okay. And um, the main character is sibling Dex, and they are a acolyte or like a monk of the god of small comforts. Oh. So one of their other monks wrote like a treatise on beds and the importance of having a comfortable bed. It is the most important thing in the world. And I was like, I, I don't have a religion but I would fully support following the God of small comforts. It was like the, the main character sibling Dex is a tea monk and they travel around and literally what their, their outreach, their like missionary is they have like a, um, they have a, uh, like an RV and they will pull up to a spot. I was going to say a mobile kiosk and they'll roll out like a carpet with a bunch of plush cushions and like a little table and a boiling kettle and people will just come and tell them their problems and they'll make them a special tea blend and send them on their way. And that's, they'll just sit and have a hot cup of tea together. Wow. That sounds like a moon of sanctuary. It was a, <laughs> it was a good break after yeah. uh, Serpent in the Wings of Night, which is intense. Okay. And I'm then, so happy to go home and read. And then The Never King, which was intense in a different way. Sure. In a, like, what in, what am I reading? Yeah. And then a, uh, it was, I was like, I need something with no sex in it. So I read yeah. that and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm so happy I read this. Okay. So I think it'll be a good balance thing for us to move through. Okay. Well, I can't read three books in two days. So you don't have to do that. I have to read <laughs> so much. I was thinking, so, um, we're splitting the pod. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. Yeah, we we're are. Splitting you the are. Pod. And I get to have my picture with your beautiful face. So we're going to have book pod, which will be strange and beautiful book club us. And then we're going to have movie pod. Yeah. We're going to split the two pods. But I was thinking if we get to like a big book, like Silver Flames again, and you, yeah. I mean, you can't make it all the way through, we can chunk it up. We can okay. do like half the book. Yeah. And well, half and the book we might whatever. need to do something like that for a book that 
both of us haven't read. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week yeah. with the next two novellas of Murderbot. Yup. By Martha Wells. Uh, if you want to find out, Rachel information- will read them in thirty minutes, and it will <laughs> take me four days. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find out information There's, about us, just go to the Instagram. I mean, everything's yeah. on the Instagram. Yep. I post on there, not obnoxiously, but fairly regularly. I think that you're really good at it. I don't think you, you give yourself credit. Your reels are very unique. Oh, thank you. And it's, not You know how stupid. much I struggle with the reels? No, the reels it, are great. It feels like, um, I don't know, I'm just, I was trying to think, like classify it to myself the other day, where you're like exploring a new medium and you do all of the stuff that nobody else does or all the kitschy stuff that everyone else avoids because you never ever do it and so you don't know it's overdone does that make sense yeah but it's not overdone it's just yeah i hear you too yeah because i struggle with that with my business page i don't i try not to pay attention to what other people are doing but then sometimes you do a trend i think your reels are unique and that's enough okay Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be, I just, I don't. They don't have to be yeah. on trend. I was just trying not to come off as like, like a 40, like my mom trying to make Instagram reels. That's the, that's oh, no, not the tone I was trying to set. That isn't how they read. Okay, They good. They feel um, thoughtful, but like they're not bad. As long as they're not bad reels, they're yeah. like done intentionally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's I'm I'm happy make, with unique. I'm I'm happy with um, unique and enough. Could could you like watch a couple of reels, just sort of figure out the feel, and then go back and try your own? So I'm good. No, they they're fine, and I think there's. I always appreciate people who are leading a thing instead of following a thing, and I feel like your reels have potential for leading. Oh wow. Thank you. That Does that make like sense? Pressure. Yeah. No, just be you and okay. make the reels. Well, be me. I can do. The show will shine through. That's what I'm. I'm just like I can't maintain inauthenticity. I'm not going to be able to keep up a character. Right. So I'm just going to have to be me and just Dude, let the chips fall where they may. The last reel I made, I literally did a voiceover of me going, "I got the flu and lost the ability to lip sync. So here's some static pictures with some transitions." And in my mind, that's hilarious. <laughs> but well, no I don't one, get the, like, I don't know, the lip syncing just feels very... Um, like, it's a talent. Not everybody's made to do that. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what what platform it feels like where everybody would, like, hop on each other's stuff. The entertainment media feed. I guess, yeah. It's very, except for Sanctuary Moon, which is sacred. Yeah, the yeah. rise and fall. Um, wait, what were you saying? Like, you, it feels like a different... There, there was a platform where it felt like that, where everybody would like hop on each other's content. Well, it's trends. TikTok does that. Yeah. Vine? Maybe, maybe Vine was Vine. what it felt like, where it was very... It's That's the thing to do. You and repeat what everyone else is doing because you're hoping to hop on the coattails. Yeah. Yeah. The trending. And that's like... The, you, you know, Clout chasing. Clout chasing. As the kids say. <laughs> She like kicks her feet up. To the kids. Yeah. I know. It's hard. And it's just like, oh, social media is so hard. It is so hard. It's a, it's so such a love hate thing. And it just takes so much energy, but it's so relevant in being getting exposure. And ours is particularly relevant because I keep it updated. So I'm going to keep. <laughs> so check it. 
I do have a link tree at the top. It has all the links in it. it has our website. Has our uh, submission form. Did you have to pay for link trees? No, I didn't. It oh, just cool. has branding on it. I don't it's give nice. a shit. Patreon, yeah. whatever. Everything's in there. Feel free to go check it out. Do follow us. I am up to twenty three followers. Hell yeah! When we get to fifty, we will. When you get to fifty, we will eat a cupcake. I will. I'll eat a cupcake, and I might film myself doing it. <gasps> Can I hold the camera? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. <laughs> That's the part that I know is going to be the hardest for me is to, like people put themselves on. Which you yeah. don't have to. I know, but it's. Yeah, I know. Ugh. And that feels yeah. hard. Yeah. And that's also generational. Like. Yes. It's when we, I remember when we first started seeing selfies and I would be like, there was a time period where it was not socially acceptable to take a picture of yourself in public. Yeah. Yes. Like it was cringy to watch someone take a picture of themselves. And now it is just a regular normal thing. And maybe that's okay. Yeah. Because who's going to hate on someone loving themselves? No. No one. But it doesn't mean that it's not hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little sex body <laughs> for me. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh, yeah, bot. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comfort bot. Comfort bot. Yeah. Well... Yeah. I'm glad we're reading these. I'm excited. How many? How much time is that? It's fine, but the, don't look at it because a lot of it I'm just going to take How out. much time is it, though? Three hours. Holy shit, that's our longest one. No, it's not. We, I think one of, one of our first ones was three hours and 20 minutes long. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's good. Okay. All right. Well, good night. Good night, friends. Bye. Bye. We hope you keep listening. Listen to us. Just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's feast, she shattered. It's feast, she I mean, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. it would to to blend in. It would have to have a holeless butt cheeks. <laughs> yes, unless that's a data port. You are listening to a strange and beautiful network podcast, a network of shows focusing on unscripted discussions that promote positive but honest engagement with all the weird and wonderful topics that make our hearts happy. I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners. Your continuous support and engagement mean the world to us. So if you're enjoying the show, make sure to spread the love. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strange and beautiful network. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.